from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have Dylan Gregory here from Backstage Gaming to talk with us about Moon. Rock Boy has the heart of a rock. We be fit again. everyone and, th- and welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 235 your place for nintendo news from nintendo fans like yourselves and we are your hosts i'm trey love pilgrim or all out of love johnson i'm jeremy love triple crown mikowski i'm john resaluting the sun and why not love knitter <laughs> i am dylan uh what a horrible night to have fred durst gregory oh god <laughs> and and this week yeah we have special guests uh dylan gregory of uh, backstage gaming welcome hey, back everyone. you it's been a while it's been a while since yeah, you've been has. on the show it kind of it kind of just was happenstance that i happened to find well i saw that we're friends on uh twitter yep. we're, we're friends on the switch i saw that you were playing the game and you actually commented on some stuff that i posted about the about my own moon stream that I did. And I was like, Oh, you're playing moon too. And I yeah. was, and I was thinking about having you guys on because we had just done another episode with uh smashing theory, not mm-hmm. that long ago. So, you know, I've tried to stay in touch with everyone that's doing podcasts and that t- sort of thing. So we can all be on each other's shows and that type of thing. So I was like, Oh, right. Hey, you're playing this game. So why don't you come talk to us? So yeah, that's what I and thought. Thank you again. Yeah, uh, no it's real nice to be back here. Yeah. Uh, how, how have you been in the, uh, now that everything is, changed in the world corona 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 how was the, how are things going for you guys i know i remember you get you guys were both actors and mm-hmm. this whole uh covid thing has kind of like thrown the entertainment industry under the bus and all that so it's yeah uh, so obviously i'm not really auditioning for a lot of live shows right now but i i am taking classes and i'm really making the steps to really start a voiceover career. I'm taking classes with Chris. Uh, we're, we're both taking classes under a industry professional. I am using my side hustle to try and make money to perfect my recording setup, which unfortunately um, for the audience at home, uh, I cannot do, I cannot record with my better microphone due to technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. So I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been kind of like meditative, I guess, just kind of, you know, once I'm, I'm working on myself right now, I think is the, the best way to phrase it. Um, and so when the time comes that I can start auditioning for things again, both in stage and actually start sending my demo reel whenever that may be out to people, um, I will be able to keep that momentum going. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a rough time for, uh, for that type of thing. And and you guys you guys did some like did a lot of theater stuff, right? When, oh, when yeah. you were yeah. yeah. 
my my wife works works in theater and well she worked in theater and theater is like I'm sure you know theater is like kind of fucked right now. Like nobody really yeah. knows what's happening with that or whenever it's going to happen again. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the um the virus decides to fuck off. More like whenever we, I mean, when, whenever like an actual scientist, like an actual doctor, yeah, figures out some sort of uh, vaccine cure, whatever for it is what I'm hoping for, and who knows when that's going to happen. But it's fingers kinda, crossed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, during this time, I've tried to just like, I don't know, try to focus more on podcasting and streaming and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, do what, do whatever, do whatever, you know, whatever we got. That type of yeah. Thing. Yeah. And like you're saying, uh, Dylan and kind of staying in shape with, with, uh, that way, whenever, hopefully the world returns to normal, you're still right. You still know what you still know what's going on, you know? Yeah. Just trying to you have the, this away. <laughs> <laughs> like the last couple of weeks, I've just been trying to, cause I, I feel like I, wound myself up so tightly that like for the last month or so i was just like all right you need to relax need a break yeah um so that's that's kind of what i've in between uh online master classes i've really just been trying to keep it low-key mm-hmm. i mean it's it's rough like it's been i mean for me and i'm sure for all of, all of you guys as well it's just like every day is different it's pretty much it's like what what sort of yeah. uh, terrible thoughts are you going to have today, or, or what's what's ha- what's yeah. happening now in the world? You know, whenever you wake up, it's like what is what is the newest news that's what is the newest fucked up thing that's happening right now? Why is this weird word trending on Twitter? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love I love Twitter, but yeah, like that's been become a thing of it's just checking what's trending. It what's, actually yeah. really it actually really helps a lot here because um, my wife and I we've been delivering food because that's the only thing we can do right now to make money. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so we've been delivering food, and I've been checking Twitter to make sure that there's not any sort of uh, protest going on in Chicago to where the downtown is, is closed and we can't go down there. And Twitter's actually been really good about that because people post, like, if anything's happening, it's posted, like, straight to Twitter. Like, people get their news from Twitter. Like, that's – Yeah. yeah Anymore, that's, that's I where feel you like f- I do. No, I mean, I think everybody does. Like, news stations get it get it from what's trending on there because we saw videos, like, of, of police brutality down in downtown Chicago, like, on the minute of when it happened, of people posting yeah, it. So, yeah, I, I remember – yeah, no, I, I remember seeing, like, the constant updates. And it's it slowed down for me, and I think a huge part of that is I don't follow a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people who are in the Chicago area. Um, and I, I think Cleveland, in general, has been a – bit quieter like people are still protesting but i don't think it's on the same scale Mm -hmm. as you know what's going on in chicago or uh portland yeah definitely Um, definitely not definitely not portland (laughs) yeah um yeah 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 it's just and and it wasn't i don't think it was necessarily who i was following it was just uh i guess it kind of caters somewhat caters to what you look at so it'll be like here's what's trending in illinois and Here's mm-hmm. what's trending in Chicago, and that's how I was able to find things. Like, and you can also just like search it, just like Chicago protests, and see what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. and it helped for like we could be like, all right, let's try not to get downtown because I, I because some people did get trapped down there. You know, protesters and people just like delivering and working or whatever. So it's good to know about that type of thing. But I'm glad I'm glad you guys are doing okay. Are you guys um, are you guys on somewhat of a hiatus right now on on the show? Uh, yeah, we're. I mean. We we were for a while, um, and then we started back up, and then we had to skip last week because of my technical difficulties. But I, you know, I think we're we're picking it back up, uh, starting with next week. And and you guys is the hope. And you guys have a Patreon as well, right? 
Yes, yes, we do. I was gonna say uh, we will do it again at the end, but let everybody let the listeners know where where your stuff is. Yeah. Um, now I got to double check with our Patreon pages, but uh, yeah. Uh, so we're backstage gaming. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at bsg underscore cast. We have a site www.bsgpod.com. And you can also find us on Facebook. And yeah, uh, we have a Patreon. I think our Patreon's just Backstage Gaming, but I have to double check that real quick. Yeah, Backstage Gaming on Patreon. We're a podcast. <laughs> I, I can put a, I'll put a link to it in the, in the description as well. So all right, thank can, you kindly. So people can take a look at it and all that. But um, yeah, uh, if there's any, uh, not any updates. Did you guys did you guys have any updates that you wanted to talk about uh, about the time uh, that we're in, in right of, now? Oh, sorry. I would say as far as uh, quarantine, world. COVID stuff goes. I know uh, I live in the same town as as the U of I, as most listeners probably know at this point, and uh, University of Illinois and um, Urbana, Illinois, and uh, they're about to. I guess I wouldn't call it a lockdown, but there's this whole like Twitter thread I was reading today from the. Uh, the alumni association or whatever that's basically saying like everybody has to avoid social gatherings for two weeks because there was over a hundred cases in one day at the U of I mm. and that was like more than double the previous record. So uh, basically they're like in, they're blaming it on the underclassmen, you know, in a diplomatic way and uh, they're saying they're going to punish people and suspend organizations and all this. And of course it's stirring up like some, some internet, drama um i'm sure uh, real life drama too but um but supposedly has not spread to the outside community which i don't know how they would know that but they, that's what they claim so who knows what's going to happen in this community i mean we're we were pretty much revolve around the university in a lot of ways i mean i guess we have the hospital too but the university brings a lot of the service industry jobs like our business and and you guys are U of I is officially back, right? They're actually starting college. Yeah. Like you can yeah. go there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of places that are starting, they're kind of realizing that. I think they have like like two, a lot of people are yeah. It's people are catching it and all that. And it's like maybe we should have like done two that. Class days a week, actual in person class days a week. I think is what it is. And then um, at fall break, they're just done for the semester. Oh okay. As of now, but now they're saying like if this. If people don't stay isolated, like, you know, they may not be able to have the full semester. So that's what's going on here. I mean, that it's not surprising at all. It's been yeah. a couple of weeks since school started. This is when you're going to start finding out what was, what yeah. the big gatherings were and stuff and how those affected cases. But there's like a saliva test they do at the U of I that's supposed to be one of the best in the country. So at least we got that going for us. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you saw it online, John, but Columbia's going back to school also. Oh, they're really well. Yeah, they're starting. Well, I follow one of the, one of my old bosses at the, at the sound department in Columbia, Larry, I, I follow him and he's, yeah, he's going back to school there. He's going to work there. There's like markings on the, the elevators, like saying like where, you know, like on each of the corners of the elevator, like only four person, four people in there at once. Like there's like feet, you know, little, little like spaces where they want people to stand there away from each other. And yeah, it's, they're totally doing it. Like even at Columbia, they're starting it All back. It seems ridiculous. Year. It seems, yeah. I, I would think that Columbia wouldn't do it being an art school and all that, but no, that they're, people are starting. They're really, well, they're also a for profit school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money not being made. That's true, but they also have made a lot of money. Maybe they could take a break. I don't know. 
they own like almost they own like all of downtown now like even more than they owned than when we went yeah. to school there like I've driven around there and they own more buildings than they used to there's like <laughs> theaters there's theaters that used to be theaters that now are like Columbia theaters that they bought so I mean they bought a lot more shit since we've been there so they definitely got plenty of money but yeah, if, if you guys, if you don't have anything more to say about the quarantine and COVID and all that, we can move on to games. So as I like games. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> games are great. No, I, I say on, on a more positive note, let's talk about mm-hmm. the games that we've got, that we've played and we've purchased in the past week. I'm going to save Moon for the topic. So anything you guys want to say about Moon, don't mention it yet. We'll, we'll talk about that after the break. That's what I was thinking. So. Anything aside from that that you've been playing, we'll talk about that now. Uh, Dylan, what have you been playing? Yeah, so um, earlier this month I got the wonderful 101, and I am in love with that game. I can't believe I slept on it for as long as I did. Uh, Because I I remember uh, when it came out on Wii U, I played it at a friend's house, and I, I couldn't get my head around the uh, weapon switching controls. I don't know if any of you guys have played Wonderful 101. I have, um, I have it. Okay, yeah. John, John played it in an yeah. event too. I think he did at a yep. demo. Yeah, I have a. Yeah, I bought. It was one of the first games I got when I bought a Wii U. It was like one. You know, when you when you don't when you don't have a system yet, and you like kind of stockpile the games that you want to play in your head. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I want to get this one. I got this one, and I think by the time I got a Wii U, it was I bought it for like ten bucks or something. It was like super on sale. You know, at GameStop, mm-hmm. nobody really cared, but. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game because you think you automatically think that it's going to be like a Pikmin style game, but it's not. It's more like Bayonetta, like it's more yeah. of an action style game, you know. Yeah. Once I th- I think the way I got my head around it was like I approached combat like it was a top-down Zelda game except you could do things that Bayonetta can do. Yeah. The- um and I think once I once I kind of got around that, like the the rest of the game just kind of flowed um as I was playing it. Yeah, it's super ba- – there's even witch time in there. Like, you do unlock yeah, witch time yeah. at one point. So, yeah, no, it, it's cool. It, does it does it work okay, like, with only one screen without the second screen and all that? It's, it's like, a little jank because there are moments where you'll have to um, pull out the second screen. And so I'm playing it on PS4. And oh, okay. the workaround for that is, like, you press the touchpad on the DualShock 4 and it'll bring up the sub-screen as, like, a little – kind of tiny window pop-up window oh on you, the can, screen. you can yeah you can enlarge it and you can shrink it and you can you can basically use the second screen but it's it's an overlay now it's not its own peripheral mm. yeah i was wondering how they would do that yeah because on the on the wii u one they when you go a lot of when you go into buildings like it's on the it's on the yeah. pad and you you know, whatever's happening, like inside of the building, is on the pad, and then when you go back, it goes back to the TV. So yeah, you have to you ha- you kind of have to bring that up on a pop up window. Um, and it's it's like it's a little jank, but it it still definitely works. Um, and it helps that like those moments aren't super high stress. Um, they're a little finicky, but like you can you can work around them. Um, kind of more the the other game. The other games uh, I've been playing, um, I so Sin and Punishment uh, for the Nintendo 64 is one of my favorite games. Nice. And uh, last Christmas, I got a repro card of it to play on my Nintendo 64. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, so I've I've basically kind of been playing that on and off, trying to do my one credit uh, clear run, and I finally did it, and I'm super happy to say that because that game is tough. Damn. 
Um, what what uh, what's the difficulty level, or do you change difficulties on that? I don't remember. Uh, so the the default, I think the game is actually on easy by default because it's treasure. But like, yeah, the normal mode is pretty difficult, and then the hard mode, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. Um, I've been running that, and I don't know when I'm gonna one course clear that or one credit clear that. But that's I'm I'm gonna. That's gonna be for a later date. <laughs> do you I'm, have I'm it? currently? Huh? Did you record it? Like, do you have it? Uh, do you have it? Archived? I did not record it. I did take a picture of my final score. Oh, okay. Um, I was gonna upload it to Twitter, but then I went on Twitter and saw that Chadwick Boseman died, and I'm like, wow, okay, oh, yeah. uh, maybe not the right time for this. Yeah, that that was a whole nother thing, another thing to the week that really sucked. Yeah, like that, <laughs> yeah. that really bummed me out. Like, uh, yeah, I was a big. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Marvel Comics MCU, but mm-hmm. I've been a, I was a huge fan of the Fantastic Four like for years, and uh, uh, Black Panther was uh, you know his first appearance was in the Fantastic Four, so I'm very familiar with uh, the character and all that from the comics, and I've known the character of Black Panther for a while because of his involvement in the Fantastic Four, right, and all that stuff. So, and I enjoyed the, the Black Panther movies, and mm-hmm. yeah, Chad Boseman was great. He was, uh, I can't believe he was, he did, like, he worked on most of those, uh, Marvel movies, like, while he had cancer and didn't really tell anybody. Yeah. Um, what, what I think he was like. diagnosed in 2016. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah I, I probably would have done been, the same thing, you know? Yeah. It's a private business. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he didn't, like, you know, he doesn't owe it to anyone to. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah. also there, I mean, it, it may have, may he, he may have not got cast or like there could have been some sort of right. thing right. about that. You know, like, do you remember, uh, what was it? Uh, Spartacus? Do you remember that terrible show that was on like stars where that main actor like got, got cancer and they just like fired him and then he died later yeah. and they recast him? Like yeah. that's, you know, that's what can happen to people, you know, and it's, so it's probably yeah. better to hide it, but it's still like just all the shit that he did under that. I don't know. It really sucked. He's only like, what, he's only like three years older than me. He's like 43. It's 43. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super duper young. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Sorry to (laughs) kind of bring back the sobering uh, notes. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah. No, it was, it was a hard thing. It was a hard thing to read. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another, another thing on the dumpster fire of 2020. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, this too. It's been a wild year. (laughs) Yeah. Have you have you been playing anything else aside from that? I also started playing Sin and Punishment too. It's a game that I bought release day, but never really nice. dived into until I finally played Sin and Punishment one without dying. And that game is a lot better than I remember. So yeah, I've just I've basically been in uh, shooter slash action game hell for the last couple weeks. Nice. You've been in bullet hell. I have yeah. actually. I've also been playing uh, Ketsui, which is an old school um, cave shooter from the early two thousands. I was so. gonna. It, I was gonna say on a, on on the Switch, uh, on the Nintendo Switch Online Super Nintendo app, you can get mm-hmm. uh, Wild Guns on there. That's that's very yeah. much uh, has a, has kind of the same DNA of uh, Sin and Punishment. Yeah, I've I've, I've played the shit out of um, Wild Guns Reloaded. Uh, I should really play the original. I don't think they're that much different. Like I actually have both of them. I bought the reloaded mm-hmm. one and played through it. And now the regular one is on super Nintendo. And I don't think they're all that much different. I think they just, okay. I think they just prettied up the sprites and stuff like that. You know, like they didn't really change a whole lot between the two of them. I was under the impression. I remember some people, or maybe it was the way the, uh, the checkpoint system was handled. Cause I remember someone pointed out like reloaded is like 
a lot harder for some reason. And I think it's because like when you game over, like there's no checkpoints when you run out of lives. I could be wrong. Oh no, there isn't. Uh, Cause well, I did, I did a stream of it like long, long time ago, like when it came Mm -hmm. out on switch and I ended up just like, just going into the options and just turning off, just putting on infinite lives and just played through it. Yeah. And, and did that. And that was my stream, you know, and I, and I beat it. So that's kind of how I went with, cause yeah, it was, I was dying really quickly and yeah, you had to start all over after you died completely. And I was like, well, I don't want to just keep playing the same first level all over again. I'll just, and then I found out that you could just make yourself invincible and just plow <laughs> right. through the game. And that's what I did, <laughs> you know, but it was still fun. For yeah. What it was. Sometimes that's all you need. You just yeah. want to plow through a tough game with no, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I, I got you, man. Uh, Sin and Punishments 2. I ended up buying it when uh, it was re-released on Wii U through the virtual console. So. I thought that was really cool that they brought that back around because it was one of those games that I really wanted, but I didn't want to pay $60 for it. Cause, yeah, that's understandable. You know, because they're not, they're not long games, but they're fun games and they're, you know, they want you to play through it multiple times. But at the time, I just, mm-hmm. just couldn't afford it. So I didn't, you know, I was right. looking, looking for games that were longer for, for that. So, that was, so Sin and Punishment, that was, that did come out on the Wii. Was that the first uh, release outside of Japan? Was the Wii Virtual Console? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It was, was the first yeah. time they charged more for a yeah they a did game. it yeah right. it was like 200 more Wii points mm-hmm. uh, because you know localization and stuff which was weird but also like not that much more but at the time it just kind of seemed strange because these yeah seemed like they had like a pretty concrete like system for how their virtual console pricing worked and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like wait this is two dollars more yeah they, I, they- I think it was literally just to pay the uh, people who translated the menus and like some of the end game text. Cause a lot of it is in English though. Right. Cause there's like, cause there is yeah, like the voice, uh, acting the voice acting's in, in English yeah. and then the, um, but the subtitles are in Japanese, but uh, there's a clip at the end of the game uh, when the credits are rolling that don't have any voice acting. So I'm pretty sure they had to translate that unless it was always in English for some weird reason. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember playing it. I remember playing on an emulator, you know, on my computer at the time mm-hmm. because just you know there was no other way to play it. And then, right. And when it came out to for the Wii, I was just like, holy shit! And I just I bought it in in like a second because I was so yeah. excited because I because I had read about that game for years. Like I remember IGN covering right. it and like it too. It was like that game, and there was um what was it? Uh, there was an Ava game that that I was following yeah. also that was on sixty four yeah. that never came out. That uh yeah. So it's one of those games I bought on someone else's Wii that I don't get to have because <laughs> it was a roommate's Wii that you know who I was looking yeah. at, at the time and oh yeah it was like there was that and I think Lost Winds is the other one that sticks out to me like WiiWare games that I never got back mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't play a whole lot of Sin and Punishment but it's yeah cool. I, I wish uh, I still had it when I was uh, I think I got it when I was in middle school I was kind of I was really attracted to the um, it reminded me of Time Crisis. Oh, I sure. think is what really drew me to it. Uh, the the arcade style presentation. I can see that. Yeah, no, it, I like I like the art style a lot, and I like the way it's. I mean, all of it's fun, and all the levels I think are different enough that it doesn't feel like it's. I don't know. I think it feels fresh, like everywhere you go. You know. Yeah, and it's definitely doesn't know for stay. It's welcome. I don't think. I was, um, I was, but that's I'm biased, so <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't remember. I don't remember if it was released on Virtual Console for Wii U or not. You might want to double check, uh, Jeremy, because I think you might be able to still buy it. 
for for Wii U as a virtual console game. I thought yeah. that, I thought it was re-released. I, mean, I would think there might be because everyone deserves a copy of Sin and Punishment. Yeah, if you're interested, I think I saw it. the sequel, the Wii one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, on I said there. the Wii one is on there for sure, but I thought they also re-released remember, the first one on Wii U. I remember looking that up. And I, I don't remember now, but I want to say you can get Sin and Punishment off of the Wii U still. I need to check into that. Because, uh, you know, the the Wii Virtual Console is is dead and buried, but you can still buy Virtual Console stuff on your Wii U if it was released through Wii U. So I think... For now. I I want to yeah. I want to say that it is on there. I think I think it's on there. I'm looking on Wikipedia right now, and it doesn't actually say all the releases. They do, of it. do list any of the twenty dollars games that they re-release on the Switch. Yeah, once it comes to Switch, they'll take it off there. But I think as of right now, I think I think you can still get it on there. If anybody knows differently, you know, let us know uh, and all that through Facebook or email or whatnot. But yeah, you should. I don't know if you guys have a backstage gaming YouTube, but you should definitely get one so you can record uh, your. Uh, we've been playthrough. talking about it. Yeah. yeah um. We've been talking about doing Let's Plays. I've been wanting to upload clips, but I wanted to commission a friend of mine to... That, that's that's its own story. Don't sure. worry about that. Um, yeah. But we, we've been talking about what we're going to do with our YouTube channel that we do have, but mm-hmm. haven't really used. Sure. Yeah, I, I basically used... I took the YouTube channel that I had started when I was in college and turned that into the Nintendo main YouTube channel. So if you go deep into it, you can find old movies of Jeremy and I on there. From uh, from early two thousands, <laughs> film projects at Columbia. Yeah, Columbia Film Projects are in there. If you dig deep enough, you can find some and and stuff we just like filmed at a mall for for fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, and it, it helped because I already had like so many. Because at the at the point, if you need like a certain amount of views to be able to change your your web page address, and I had enough views because I had videos on there from like twenty years ago, and they had gotten <laughs> enough views over time to. To change it, so it helped me out, like just to change that into the Nintendo main. But yeah, that's that's that. Is there anything else you want to talk about aside from the main game? Um, yeah, I think I've, I've said everything I need to. I feel like I'm taking time away from everyone else, so hey, don't, don't mind me. Hey, don't worry about it, man. You're you're a guest. You can, you're the guest. You can say whatever you want to say about <laughs> stuff. You can tell us to fuck off. No, don't do that. Well, I mean, I <laughs> hope I shouldn't wait for, do that. Wait for the know? comment section for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, show up on the do the Facebook for that. Well, uh, we actually um, in between last episode and this episode, we got approached by an independent developer asking us to cover one of their games. So, uh, oh yeah, that's awesome. So that's a that's a game that all of us have been. That's a game that I've been playing this week. I can actually talk about it because this episode won't be out until Friday. So our embargo will be up. So don't tell Yo, anybody. Anything that's exciting. Dylan. Don't tell anything anybody anything, Dylan. But uh, there's a yeah. game. There's a game releasing this week called. Uh, under the Jolly Roger, it's like a it's like a pirate action RPG game. Um, most of it is uh, controlling a pirate ship, and there's various uh, missions and stuff that you can do on there. You go to, you go to different um, you go to different towns, and you can get missions and you know recruit new new uh, pirate members for your ship, and you can buy you can buy stuff and sell it at various places. There's a lot there's a lot of stuff to do in this game. So there's a lot of depth yeah, to it. Yeah, it's it's weird because um when we got you know we we got the copy before we you know we, we had a little bit of time to play before the release but it uh, it kind of just it goes right into the game without any sort of title screen or anything you just start the game and it shows the developers and then you, they just throw you right onto the water in your ship 
and they don't really tell you much of what to do. But once you go, once you go to one of the towns, there's like, there's like a whole, there's like maybe like 10 or 12 training missions that you can do mm-hmm. that kind of like explain mm-hmm. stuff to you. But there's a lot of stuff in the game. Like it's super, super deep and they kind of just yeah. throw it at you right at once. But there's that, a lot on the menu too. Yeah. You know, as I'm digging through the menu, it's first it's kind of hard to, to figure out what's what, but, but then it starts to make sense. So yeah, go into it with that. Like any other strategy game, yeah, you got to get used exactly. to whatever like the um, the visual icons mean. Like, what, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah. That's a guy's head. Oh, oh, now I know that's like to look at my crew. Or All right, I'm, I'm looking at a trailer footage of this game, and this looks absolutely charming. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I don't. Yeah, they they kind of they emailed us about it, and I actually really to, enjoy the like, to cover the it. Battle. So the the ba- the sea battles are fun. Yeah, yeah. The sea battles, I think, is the main is the main part of it. There is some like third person stuff in there, but I think it's mostly the main focus was the sea battle. Like stuff, when you but, board another ship. Yeah, yeah. And, but you can do that. You can. There's different weapons you can use. You can stop ships. Like you know, you, you can kind of like uh, I don't know what I don't know what you would call it. If you, did you guys ever play Tie Fighter? Do you remember that game, the old PC yeah. game? Uh, Chris um, talks about X Wing versus Tie Fighter. All the time. Oh, I don't think he's actually played Tie Fighter. Neither uh, have I. But I never. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't play X Wing or X Wing versus Tie Fighter. But I played a lot of Tie Fighter. And in Tie Fighter, there's ion cannons that you can fire at ships. And if you shoot them enough time, it basically is like it. it you know, it takes all the power out, and they're just kind of floating in space. And then you can like capture them or board the ship or whatever. There, there's a weapon that's the equivalent of that in this game, where you basically. I think it's like shrapnel or something, but you can shoot it at a ship and it'll make the ship to where it like won't go anymore and it stops and then you can board and like steal their, steal their money and loot them and be a, be all your pirateness and all that stuff. So take your, I mean, you can take their soldiers, right? To work on your ship. Yeah. You can recruit their soldiers as well. There's, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Like it's, there's a lot of depth to it. It's, um, it's releasing, releasing, releasing at 1999 came out on Thursday uh, I think it has a twenty percent discount on it right now, so a couple couple dollars are off. But yeah, anybody who's interested in a pirate game, I don't I don't know how many like good pirate games are on the Switch. I know I saw a couple other ones, but I think they're kind of like shovelwary. Mm-hmm. But I think but I think this one's decent from what I played of the price. We'll, we'll definitely have a review of it up on our website in between this episode and next episode. So stay yeah, tuned probably for have that. More to say about it next episode, because- yeah. Well played a lot more of it. Yeah, we we've only played it for a couple of days, but that's been a that's been a main thing that I've been playing as of right now is under the Jolly Roger. I've also been playing a lot of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition still. Mm-hmm. Uh I've I just I just passed the fifty hour mark on that. So Wow. So I and I'm and I think I'm at chapter eleven now. And uh some shit happened. Like they had a, I don't know if you've if, if you ever played Xenoblade Chronicles or not, Dylan. Uh, I actually started the Wii version um, just recently, shortly before the definitive edition oh, okay. got yeah. announced, and so I was like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing the <laughs> the Wii version. I'm, I'm fine." <laughs> sure. No, I mean, I think it's good either way. The main, the main thing, and I've talked about it before on this show, but the main great thing about the definitive edition one is they make the submissions like much easier to do. Yeah, they actually. Uh, I watched yeah. my brother play the yeah. Switch version, and the UI is a lot more readable. Well, they also mark, they like mark the things on the map. So if you're trying to, mm. if it says like def- defend like five of these type of people, instead of like having to read what they are and figure out what they are, they're actually, they actually show up on the map as exclamation points. So you can just, and it also is above their heads as well when you're going through the map trying to fight people. So it makes it a lot easier for you to find what you're trying to hunt for the submission. So I've been doing all of the missions and I've actually <laughs> done all of them up to this point. Up to like chapter eleven. That's I don't, incredible. I, I don't know how that many. Game has a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how many there are. Well, I was playing. I was in the Aeris Sea, which is like this floating, this like floating city of these angel dude looking dudes with like uh, wings coming out of their heads and all that. And uh, that area had like at least like fifteen side missions, maybe twenty. Like right when I got there, that I found. So it's it's ridiculous, but it really it helps a lot. Like the map thing helps so much. Like you can you know you can like mark you can mark the thing and it'll show you like it'll you know show you like a, a line to where you need to go to the next thing and it really helps you find the things and that really that made a different big difference for me. I mean, the only other version I played was the 3DS version, which is definitely not not a great version of Xenoblade Chronicles X, like the the 3D one. So that's what I got, but. No, I'm just loving the Switch one. I think it looks great. I think it looks incredible. Like, I think the environments look awesome. And the story is really good. Like, the story, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there is a part where everything kind of gets flipped on its side, where you think something happened and it's like, oh, no, it didn't happen. It's this. And I'm like, oh, shit. So, like, I'm really into the story now. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a they did a nice, really uh, red herring or whatever you want to call it, where, like, they just uh, – they just flip. They just flip the shit, and it's like, oh fuck. Okay, I didn't think that was what happened, and yeah. <laughs> so it's great. It's it's a really good game. I still highly recommend it. I think it's. I mean, it's definitely up there as one of my favorite RPGs for Switch. I think I, I I'm holding it up there with like Dragon Quest Eleven and Inise mm-hmm. as like as like my favorite RPGs for Switch. So I kind of just want to play it. I almost didn't do a beat of the week this week because I've been trying to beat a game every week since the quarantine started and I've been right. keeping it going for, I don't know, 30 weeks, 35, something like that. And I almost didn't do one this week because I just wanted to keep playing Xenoblade. Cause I was hoping to beat some of these really longer games that I have on my backlog, you know, like, <laughs> like Xenoblade and fire Emblem and the Witcher and like all this other fucking shit. And like Pokemon, mm-hmm. I never even beat sword and sword and shield and all that. So I almost didn't do it, but yeah, no Xenoblade Chronicles has still been a lot of fun and I still super highly recommend it to anybody who, wants to play like a more modern RPG. Like I, I mean, feel like it does you, it really well that you've owned the game before and you didn't get this far in it before and you still enjoy it. I think that's pretty good Testament to it. But yeah, I didn't get as far because I didn't like playing it on the 3ds. Like that was the main, yeah, that's, that's I, fair. I felt like I was playing the worst version of it. That's like, that was the problem. I didn't, I did not like it on the 3ds. I just really wish that I wasn't playing it on the 3ds. That was basically what happened to me. I'm like, Oh my God, this game is like, the the environments look so cool. I, I just felt like I had, I just felt like it was such a shame that I wasn't playing it on a TV. Like that was the big thing that was my problem. I was like, this needs to be played on a TV in a living room, like not on a handheld. And it doesn't look it. I mean, I love the 3ds, but it does not. It doesn't look great on the 3ds you even have at an all. XL. And you even have an XL. Yeah, it, I basically had to like turn. I had to turn up the brightness to make it to make it look better, and that's always not great i don't think but but on the but on the switch it's great it looks awesome it's everything i think the detail looks really good they you know they redid a lot of the characters made them a little more cartoony and and i like this one so much that i'm like i'm really considering trying to play xenoblade chronicles 2 again whenever i get through one Mm -hmm. even though i you know jeremy and i we both had it and i just could not get into the battle system of it i I thought it looked great but i could not Um, yeah I I know two friends of mine um, who played and enjoyed the first Xenoblade, but could not really get behind Xenoblade Chronicles too. Um, so I, I I definitely, at least, you know, from offhand experience, know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. People people swear by it. Like it's a uh, like mm-hmm. actually a you know friend a uh, listener of the show, uh, uh, David Hutchinson. He's talked it up like crazy, like on the comments for our show and that. And he's said it was like one of the best stories of all time like better he's like better than any movie or tv show he's ever seen so 
he, he talked talked it up big time and and I yeah I, I like Xenoblade Chronicle I'm like so I like this game so much that I'm like it really makes me want to try and give the second one a chance again. Mm-hmm. It was just like all the blades and the gotcha mechanics and like all that. Yeah. I just it threw me off of it. And I really love I love Xenoblade One. I really love Xenoblade X. But two was just I don't know it was too different I guess. But I'm yeah. willing I'm willing to give it another try after I finish Xenoblade Chronicles One. So you guys and the listeners you can hold me to that. That's what I'm saying there. But um oh also I got I got a I got a game in the mail. Um so I ordered I ordered Shin Megami Tensei the Super Nintendo game translated on a cartridge a couple weeks ago and I ended up not exactly getting what I asked for but I, I still oh. got it. Uh so I I was I was originally it, it was my fault I was being greedy. Like I saw that Somebody kind of mismarked it on eBay. They said it was Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2 on Super Nintendo. It's actually Megami Tensei 1 and 2. Oh, it's, yeah, there it is. It's the NES one. It's it's the Super Nintendo remake of the of the two NES games packed into one cartridge, which was released in Japan as that. They did the same thing for Dragon Quest 1 and 2 for Super Famicom, where they re-released those one. I should I should have thought and realized that that's what it was, but I didn't know. And then I ended up getting the two NES games instead of the, I was hoping that I was going to get the two Super Nintendo games in one cart. And maybe somebody had just like finagled it to make, to make it be like that. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I mean, it's good that I got it, but I ended up getting the NES ones, but whatever. I mean, I'm still going to play it. I have it. Uh, so now from what I've heard, yeah. um, like Megami Tensei two, especially like holds up pretty well. I haven't played uh, the Megami Tensei games. I've only played a little bit of the first one on SNES. Oh, okay. Most of my experience is Nocturne. Oh, okay. but, yeah, yeah, we had a we had somebody on here from Super GG Radio a few a few episodes back to talk to us about the Shin Megami Tensei series, and he talked of the Super Nintendo one a lot and said it was a good one to start with. So I was like, shit, I'm going to buy it. And then I thought I bought it, but I got the mm-hmm. NES one. But still, it looks great. Regardless, it looks great. It runs well. Like the it seems to be translated really well. Like it seems like a good translation. Yeah. It's not just like a whole. I was afraid it's going to be a weird fan, fan translation where it's like fuck this, fuck that. You know, like the I, one, I think <laughs> the ones you've seen on <laughs> on ROMs that have like the weird, yeah, have like the bad translations and all that. Shout out to Tales of Fantasia by D. Jap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that that I've heard about. Yeah. I was afraid it might be an off one because I don't know. I don't really know anything about. And this, you know, this is an American. You know, it's 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 a American Super Nintendo cartridge with a, you know they. Whatever they put a ROM in there with a translated ROM, and I'd never really mm-hmm. bought anything like that before. I've been eyeing the Dragon Quest VI cartridge for a long time, actually, mm-hmm. because because I, I've played I've played all the Dragon Quest games except for six, and I have it on I have it on DS, but it actually looks better on the Super Nintendo. Like I was arts, about to say, I feel yeah. like if you were to play Dragon Quest, you I, Dragon Quest VI, I think. You know the Super Nintendo visuals really kind of push the experience. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I haven't dived into the 3DS one. And also, like I said before with Xenoblade, I don't want to play any. I don't really want to play anything on my 3DS right now because I don't really need it. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not doing like I used to do a lot of road gigs, and that stuff is not really happening right now. So I mm-hmm. prefer to just play everything on the TV. Plus, it helps like for streaming and stuff like that. So. So yeah, but that's that's what happened with my Shin Megami Tensei. I ended up getting just regular Megami Tensei, but I'm still going to try it. I haven't tried it yet. Now I'm think- going to be a completionist and try to get all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about just uh, maybe doing it as like a Halloween uh, October stream or something like that. I kind of have some stuff rolling through my head. Like I want to try to beat like Dead Deadly Premonition and maybe play the Sinking City. I've owned it for months and never touched it, so <laughs> stuff like that, you know. And maybe I'll maybe I'll roll that in with that. Who, who, we'll see, but I'll definitely stream it at some point. 
Um, my my eight my eight bit Do uh, Pro controller is kind of starting to uh, have trouble. The game the Uh-oh. the controller that I swear by many a times on this show. Um, oh, no, I got a sticky. My A button's sticky. It's gone sticky. Did you spill something on it? No, not that I know of. I mean, I've dropped it a couple times, but who hasn't dropped their controllers? You know, right. <laughs> it's it's kind of got to the point where I press A and the A doesn't come back up. You know. Yeah. So I thought about I, one of those. I thought about taking the controller apart because I actually I had a sticky button on my uh, PlayStation Three controller and I did take it apart and I was able to make it better in that way. But um, I th- the the screws I don't think you can undo the screws on the Eight Bit Doe Pro. They're they're like little circle ones. Like they're not. I don't think I don't I don't know if you can take them apart. If anybody has, you know, let us know. But I was looking at it. it doesn't look like something I could take apart with an Allen wrench or like a regular screw. So. I don't know. So now I've just been hitting A until it sticks, and then I kind of just hit the side of the controller until <laughs> the A button pops back up, and then I start using it again. It's not ideal, but I don't want to use any other controller. So That's I'm like, the kind of waggle you don't want. Yeah, right. It's it's like I don't it's like I don't want to buy another controller because I can't really afford another controller right now. But also, I don't want to use I don't want to use the regular Nintendo Pro controller because I don't really like that one very much, and I don't like the anal- I don't like the control pad on it. So. So yeah, that's what's going on with my eight bit dro eight bit dough. It kind of sucks. That sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's fine. I can still use it. It's just for stuff where you use the A button a lot, it is kind of difficult for like jumping and stuff. Because I haven't tried it for something like Fire Emblem, but it might be a problem with that because it kind of double. It'll like double hit A. Like you hit it down, it holds down, and it'll do it more than once. So it doesn't really bother me for Xeno. I can play it easily with Xeno and Moon and other stuff. It hasn't really bothered me on that. Same with like Jolly Rogers. Not really, not really something you need for that game. So it's not really bothering me on that, but yeah, it sucks. It's, it's gone sticky. You got the G bros. You can figure out some, something with that. Get a yeah. new controller. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can use my Wii, uh, pro controllers, but they don't have the click is the only thing. They don't have the analog click mm-hmm. in the middle. That's the main. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing that was like, it sucks because now you can't use it for everything. The, the 8 bit Doe Pro, you could use for everything because it had the analog clicks, it had the motion, had the motion aiming, the rumble. It has everything aside from uh, amiibo scanning and it can't turn on the, can't turn on the system. That's, but it has everything else. So it's a bummer. Uh, another bummer I talked about last week about how I bought a virtual ticket to the new trauma movie to, uh, Shakespeare Shitstorm. And I didn't realize that uh, it was a live event, and I had to attend it right at the time it started, and I was working during it. So I missed it. I, complete, oh, no. I completely uh, missed the movie, and I did not see it. So it was really bummed me out. I was so excited about it because I wanted to see it so badly that I just kind of bought the ticket without reading any of the fine print. And I thought that I thought that I could watch it whenever I want. I also thought maybe it was not starting till like, 1130. That was when we got back from, from uh, work. So I was like... I was already like I made drinks and all that. I was all ready to watch it, and then I I like got the app and I had it had it on the TV and and then I tried to play it and it just kept telling me that it couldn't play. And then then I did some more research and I found out that it was like a timed thing. It was a live stream, so you had to watch it at nine thirty. You couldn't like rent it, and I wasn't there. So so I have I can't tell anybody about the new trauma movie, but I did. But I did attend a virtual Zoom Q and A with Lloyd with Lloyd Kaufman and all the crew members and all that. So I did. I did get something out of it, and I did actually email. I emailed the uh, virtual film festival, and they refunded my money. So, so I, they gave me my money back and all that. But I did get to go to a Zoom meeting, so that was kind of cool. I wasn't in there, but I watched them talk about the movie. It was like a Q and A because that happened after the movie premiered. So, so bummer, but yeah, you know, I, I fucked it up. It's my fault. And also, uh, my beat of the week for this week is I beat uh, I beat Ducktales, the remastered. Ooh. 
game. Hey. Woo. I, I, I just, I'd forgotten about that game. I was doing a, I was doing a WART radio thing on Twitch and I was doing like a chill stream that had like songs from uh, water levels or ice levels. And I had the song from the Himalayas in there from DuckTales. And I'm like, hey, DuckTales. I forgot about DuckTales. So I was like, you know what? I should see where I'm at on that game. And I, I started playing it last night. I was on the Amazon level. So I only had two levels left. I beat the Amazon level and then I beat the final level of the game and I was done in like an hour. And I, space theme? Huh? The moon theme. The moon theme. Yeah. The moon theme. Well, it was in the, yeah. I, well, I used the moon theme for various things, but yeah. Uh, DuckTales beat, beat the uh, remastered version. It's cool. There's some you really. You beat it on which system? On the I, Wii U? I beat it on the Wii U, yeah. I beat it last night. It's not very. It's not very long. I mean, I, I was. I didn't. I didn't know how long I had. How far I had gotten, but I'd already beaten four of the levels. So I had one level left, and then I played the final level. And the final level of the game is actually completely different from the NES game. It's a completely new level oh. that they created for the remastered version because the the original final level is basically Transylvania all over again with mm-hmm. a different with a different boss. So it's not really that great of a final level. So they made their own from scratch brand new level at the very end but you still fight the same boss but the boss is different the, you you fight the same boss but there's there's actually some really cool stuff in it like he does some big crazy shit that he couldn't have done on nes because he's like so. dracula right he like throws yeah Dra- he's like he he's like a dracula duck i think is his name yeah he throws mm-hmm. uh <laughs> he throws bats at you and you jump on the bats and hit him but he also like he'll go like you know magicka dispel is, is in the background and he'll like go into the background and magic dispel will like throw some shit into a pot under him like a cauldron and he'll like change into a different thing so so you fight him as the regular thing from the nes but there's also a whole nother part that's only in the remastered version where he becomes like this big giant, like animated snakes. It looks really cool. It looks like a cuphead level, almost like that oh, type of, of really, of really smooth animation. So yeah, it's cool. And so I beat that. So I, so that was my credits of the week. That's another two points towards the, towards the tally. And so. you even put up with all that dialogue. I was actually listening to a podcast for most of it, so I didn't really listen to it. <laughs> but but I did at the I did listen to the end, of course, because you got to listen to the end. You can't you can't have it without any. So yeah, and they, and there is a lot of yeah. The dialogue is kind of ridiculous, like the the you know Huey, Dewey, and Louie all kind of talk over each other, and it's kind of muffled and it's not great. But all the but the remixes of the songs are great, and the game looks really good. I I think I noticed. I think I noticed that the animation was way more fluent this time, I guess, just because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this looks really good. Like it was, you know, I just kind of was looking at some of the characters. I'm like, oh, no, that's animated really well. And like that boss, I was like, well, that kind of looks like Cuphead almost. Like it's done really well. So, so yeah, that's that's what I finished Considering for the week. Cuphead's based off like Golden Age Disney animation. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was, my, that was my games for the week. Cool. Well, uh, I haven't been playing a whole lot other than the topic of the week. In fact, that's like, I'd say 90% of my gaming this week has been that. I didn't play Animal Crossing at all this week. I think it's my first full week of no Animal Crossing. Yeah. Since it came out and it feels good. I I play it. I play it here and there for like to, to trade, to trade just stuff. And uh, that's about it. It's not really, I don't see a, a reason to play it. There was actually, this is part of our news, but we can talk about it now. There was an update video that came out yesterday for September. There is some new stuff getting added. Pine cones. It. Yeah, it's really not. It's really crickets. Not, it's really not very much. It's Literally. like it's like pine cones and crickets and Biden signs. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that wasn't. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is. I mean, you know what? I mean, I think it's a pretty smart. 
I hope that there's not a whole lot of uh, Trump animal it's crossing. It's supposed to be a safe place. Like you from know politics. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to my video games. You don't have to. You don't have. You don't have to get it. It's like a. You know. It's like a. Whatever. It's a QR code that you can that you can get with that on there. But it's one thing that's being used to like expose like expose things like in China and stuff like they were doing. That's different. But like just to like be a normal like U.S. campaign stuff. Not into it. Not into it being on Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yeah, but the, the update is just basically new new bugs and fish and. uh yeah, and pine cones and stuff. But it, you know, th- there's like a there's pumpkins outside of the of the nook and go now or nookway, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So there's the the fall feeling is coming in there. I was hoping that they would do more Halloween stuff, but they haven't done that yet. Maybe they will. I won't announce that till October. I mean, I was hoping they would start the Halloween stuff early. That's what I'm saying. I was hoping oh, we yeah. would have stuff in September. We'll definitely we'll definitely have Halloween stuff in October, and I'll definitely play then because. I always love their Halloween furniture sets and stuff like that. Mm. They're a lot of fun. Cool. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, I played none of that. <laughs> I'll go back to it and check it out this week, probably at some point to collect my money trees and, and see if I can get some new um, furniture or whatever, or some new recipes rather. Um, I played a lot of Blackbird. I've, I've been talking about this game the past several weeks and for good, for good reason. It's a yeah. great game. Um, I think I got to the final boss. If it's not the final boss, then it's a very impressive looking not final boss. Because I was like up in space and there's like kind of cosmic type things happening. So uh, Blackbird is the shooter by um, the Dandy Dungeon people, right? Uh, yeah, Onion yeah. Games? Yeah, okay. Onion Games. The they're, same people who did Moon. Moon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they ported Moon. I mean, they're, they're a Japanese indie company, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. What I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jeremy's been talking about this game for a while. It was on sale, like is it normally twenty, and it was on sale for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Shoot, I missed it. But it's like a super weird uh, shooter. But it, been, yeah. but it came out in like twenty eighteen. It was the first time it had ever gone on sale mm-hmm. in the eShop. So somebody on Reddit was like, on the uh, Switch subreddit was like, "You got to check this game out." And I don't know. Just was like the right place and time. I was like wanting a game, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of still kind of pricey for an impulse buy." But then I watched a video and heard the music. And I was like, all right, I think the music alone is going to be worth the price of admission. And totally is. The music's amazing. And it just keeps getting more and more surreal the further into the game you get. Uh, have, have you seen uh, Million Onion Hotel? No. That was a puzzle game that they released on mobile devices. And um, I played a little bit of that, and I, I've been meaning to play Blackbird. But uh, Million Onion Hotel is wild okay as far as like the uh surreal dial goes is it still do um, you think it's just a mobile game it, it is i i don't because it, it utilizes uh the touch controls i oh, okay i don't see how they could um, i want to check out everything like i haven't been burned yet after two yeah. games it's a fun game i just you know i am not a much of a puzzle game person i can play tetris and that's about it so I couldn't wrap my head around it, but I I very thoroughly enjoyed the time I spent with it. Cool, yeah, I'd love to check it out. This is just like straight bullet hell. It kind of starts out slow, but by the third level, you're you're really dealing with like some traditional bullet hell. Like mm-hmm. you got to keep moving because they're, they're literally like, you know, fifty percent of the screen is ammunition flying at you. And um, what I did learn this week, and I learned it from looking briefly at like a. Uh, an article about it because I figured out that the hitbox is actually just the eyeball of the crow. 
Mm-hmm. And that just changed everything because it just makes you, you're just able to like dodge a lot more knowing that mm-hmm. you just don't want the eyeball of the, of the bird itself to, to, to make contact with anything. So it's just great. It's great. And, uh, I, th- I just, I play it at least once or twice a day, probably just see how far I can get. And I got my high score today and I wish I'd been recording the whole thing. I did record, I did manage to get myself fighting the, uh, the boss that I got to, but, uh, that boss probably wiped the floor with me. It was right. It was hard, but, um, man, it's, it's great. And I think it's like just easy enough to where I want to keep going back. And I'm not like assuming I would never be able to beat it. Like, if I if I truly was at the final boss, then I might actually beat this game like in the next couple of weeks. Nice. So, I was really hoping nice. that it would be my beat of the week, but alas, it wasn't meant to be. Can can you sa- can you save it all in between levels, or are you just like going all at once? No, it's all like all one run. You have one life, and yeah, it's all one run. So wow. The one good thing it does have, and I didn't, I haven't used this much. But once you get to a level, you can practice that level. So even if you don't beat it, you can go back and practice it. That way, when you do eventually like play straight through, you'll have a better idea because the levels are the same every time. There might yeah. be some randomosity, like reacting to how like who you're killing in the environment. But uh, for the most part, you're gonna know where all the like towers are. You need to destroy, and you know what to expect as far as the enemy types and stuff. So I'm probably going to like try to play through the practice round on the, um, you know, the, the further stage I got. And then hopefully that'll help me out. But there's a lot to be said for like learning the mechanics of the game and learning how the combo system works and stuff. It just ma- it makes a huge difference in how strong your ammunition is because you just keep like mutating and getting stronger and stronger, the more points you, you accumulate. So it's in your best interest to like have it, have the multiplier, like at the maximum all the time if possible. So it's a really deep game, but, not very forgiving. I mean, you're when it's over, it's over, and then you're you're at the beginning again. Yeah, it's a very what a roguelike kind of. Yeah, just just in the fact that you yeah that you go back to the beginning. I mean, it's some might say it's just like a traditional arcade shooter. Like maybe you could put a quarter in and continue playing if if that was a thing, but otherwise you're just mm-hmm. done for. I played Fall Guys a little bit more this week, but I've already kind of like started to slack off on that game just because it's starting to get super repetitive and. I've gotten to the end and I still can't win, so it's kind of frustrating. But you could always play yeah. your your other version. You could play the, play your Steam version. Well, that's the version I was playing today <laughs> with Dan. Actually, I got to play online with Dan today. Um, listeners might remember I purchased a copy for him last week, so that we could finally game together. And we we were able to play one match before the servers like went down. Something was going on with the servers, so kind of sucks. I really wanted to play more with him, but we will in the future. But uh, I've learned that the best way to do it is to just plug my Switch controller into the into the computer. That's been the most ideal control setup for me. I figured that's so what even you though do. I have the Steam controller, I prefer to use the Switch Pro controller. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I figured you would do that. Dan says he used the the WAS or you know the keyboard and mouse controls. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how anyone could do that with a platforming game, but yeah, that's how weird. he does it. Because you don't really aim, do you? Like, what what would you need no. the mouse for? It's just straight up like. 3D platformer turning, yeah, <laughs> running and jumping. Well, I mean, he's probably Grabbing. he's probably used so much keyboard and mouse that maybe it feels more natural to him. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, that's how he plays everything. He's a PC gamer, but uh, yeah, Fall Guys. Uh, this week they announced. You know, I'll give you a little bit of Fall Guys news. Ninja ended up winning the contest for getting like a a costume within Fall Guys, which is not surprising. 
Um, what it was was they had to they were raising uh, money for a, a charity, and whoever could like commit to raising the most for this charity would win a skin in Fall Guys. And uh, Ninja and Mr. Beast and a couple other people teamed up and donated a million dollars to this charity. So they won. So that that happened this week, and then uh, they announced some new content, like there's new levels and stuff happening here in like a couple weeks, like new challenges and stuff in the game. And then uh, they're also adding, he's called Big Yeetus. Hmm. Of course. Thing, yes. Big Yeetus is like this, ha- this like mechanical hammer that appears randomly. I don't know what the exact, how it's going to happen, but it just appears randomly and knocks you out of the arena. So it's just this chaotic element that they're adding. Kind of almost like um, a nemesis thing or something like this. This sort of like extra element to just add to the challenge. Then you don't know who's going to get affected by it. So I'm curious what that's going to be like when it gets added. But like the guy announced it on Twitter and then everybody thought he was lying about it. And there was like this whole news cycle about that because this game's so big that like, you know, articles are being written within minutes after any sort of announcements made on the Twitter. And then within like halfway through the day, the Twitter account was putting up a poll about whether or not you believed Big Edis or, uh, yeah, was real. And it's just nuts how fast things progress with that game. Mm. But it's real. There's a big hammer. Oh, and there's fan art of the hammer, too. Mm. Of course there you is. Can already, you can already find that. <laughs> like, a, like a handsome, like, muscular, like, male body with, like, a hammer for a head and mm. all that all that sort of stuff. Pro- Project Hammer uh, reconfirmed revival. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Is so so what you said earlier? So you can get a you can basically get a ninja costume that your character can like you can like your character is wearing ninja or, or what? It's like that, his it sort is? of like whatever his avatar that's kind of become over time, and it's like adapted to fit the Fall Guy aesthetic, yeah. I thought it was like him, like you, your your main character can just dress like Ninja, so it's like... You're not him, but your I face think you is in like his face. blue hair or whatever and, uh. and stuff like that as his like sort of... Yeah, he's got like a sort of cartoony avatar kind of thing going that he's had for a while now because he is his online identity as a professional uh. gamer or whatever. But uh, I don't know what Mr. Beast is going to be. Mr. Beast just like donates money to random things on YouTube and makes these weird videos where he just like he'll be like in this video I'm going to give t- twenty people a thousand dollars and he just walks around and he'll be like hey here's a thousand dollars and then records like their reaction to it like that's the kind of videos this guy does. But for whatever reason he has like this seemingly infinite pocket of like sponsorship money where he just does all this crazy stuff and so. His newest antic was throwing all this money towards this charity, which it's a charity about uh, helping like, oh, I feel bad for not remembering the name of it. It's a UK based charity that helps uh, uh, differently abled gamers with uh, like adaptive stuff so they can play games. Mm. So getting like special controllers if that's what they need or Mm. whatever other kind of setups they'd need to like be able to participate in gaming just like everybody else. Mm. Cool. But that's my Fall Guys uh, minute. I guess that's becoming a thing, and I didn't realize it. Um, <laughs> you love it. La- lastly, I uh, I ordered that earlier. We recorded an episode about the game genie, which is on our Patreon, which will be, which will be on our Patreon. I should say we did, yeah. Uh, for the for anyone who's at the dollar or more tier, and um, this episode, I was talking about manipulating codes within games, and that my favorite game to do that with was. Uh, 
Super Mario World, and I went over to my stack of cartridges and realized I don't actually own that anymore. I don't know why, but I don't own the game. So I bought it on eBay today. I spent $19 for a used copy, cartridge only. And this blows my mind that it was like that much money. I know that's not a lot, but I just remember at a point in time that game was like three bucks. Yeah, such a common game. Yeah, it's yeah, very expensive. Just so common that you, yeah, you could buy it for like a couple dollars. I'm actually I'm surprised it's that cheap. Like a lot of Nintendo stuff, especially retro stuff, it even it doesn't even really go down that much. You know? Yeah, like I remember like, um, when I was in high school, I got both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for maybe a total grand total of fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and now both of those games are like at least forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, each at least. probably yeah. Yeah. Well, supposedly the whole COVID thing, the just the entire like sort of scenario around that has driven up the price of retro gaming, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's been questioned across the board if it's just a temporary thing, like that bubble will burst and or whatever. But uh, we'll see. Like, I was just surprised a that I didn't own the game anymore because I I just assumed I still had it because I have it everywhere else. You know, I have it on. The Switch at this point. I have it on the Wii U. I have it on the Wii. I have it on the 3DS. I've got a copy of it for the Game Boy Advance. You know, I own this game so much that it's just surprising to me. Wait, you don't actually have it? The original version. I thought you. I thought you had a Japanese uh, Super Famicom. No, didn't didn't have that. I have the Super Famicom Mario All Stars. Oh, okay. Because I have, which, I, yeah, I have the Super Famicom Super Mario. World I thought I was I buying the. Uh, I thought I was buying Mario World because. It just it's just Mario like doing the peace sign on mm-hmm. on the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was the Mario All Stars, which I already own on SNES. So I've got both the US and Japanese versions of that game. But now I finally do have a copy of uh, Super Mario World. I remedied remedy that pretty quick. Uh, Mario All Stars does have Super Mario World on it, doesn't it? Some of them there do. W- there was a version that did. Yeah, there's a version okay. that did. That was pretty rare. rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I my stupid ass actually sold that to a used game place when I was out of money, and I had that one. I had mm-hmm. the one with the with the Super Mario Brothers on it, and I fucking sold it. So, mm-hmm. yay! But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was one that was. I think that was kind of later because when All Stars first came out, there was a promotion where you could get it and Mario World, but you had to send off for uh, you had to send off for the copy of Mario All Stars, and they mailed it to you. By the time we got a hold of the game, you know, it was it was a used copy and it had been around for a little while. And yeah. I think it was at retail at that point. But uh, there was like towards the end of the SNES life cycle, they did release like a a console that came with that super pack that had the had, that had all the games in one. Uh-huh. And I'd love to get a hold of a copy of that just as a collector, but it's not cheap. Yeah, I, I got it. I think I just found it at a comic store or something for nothing. But this was like. This is like early two thousands, like when mm-hmm. I found it. So, I think I think I bought it for ten bucks, maybe less. Like who knows? You know, but nobody seemed to care then. But I we, we didn't we didn't mention this on our Game Genie episode. But I wonder if does a uh, the Super Famicom games work the same with Game Genie, or is there a do you need to do some working with that too? I'm not sure. I actually kind of was interested in checking that out. Yeah, we never got to try. I mean, you can try it like with your Game Genie, but in yeah, fact, I don't even know. Shape. Right, I don't know if that would. Yeah, fit. well, you know the the Super Nintendo, like you can play Famicom Super Famicom games on Super Nintendo, but you have to you have to break these two plastic things off for them to fit in there. You have to kind of soft mod it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you probably can't really see it, but yeah, those two tabs look to be inside of here. Oh, they are there. Yeah, I don't know. 
That'd be an interesting thing, an interesting experiment thing to talk about next week. It looks yeah. like it would probably fit in there. I don't. I'm know. not. Bra- I'm not breaking my game genie for that reason. <laughs> I don't think it would break it, but I mean, don't like you know, don't like hammer it in there or anything. Just I don't want to alter the physical gentle, structure of my game gentle, genie. Gently put it in there. But yeah, that's, but that's pretty much it. Other than the topic of the week, there, there's a, there's one thing I did forget to say on my stuff that I just want to say real quick. Uh, I, I did play the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles demo. On the Switch, uh, you can get it. There's, you know, you can get it on the Japanese eShop and the American eShop. I got it from the Japanese eShop first, but then it showed up in the American eShop, and everything on the Japanese one is all in Japan and in, in Japanese. So I ended up just deleting that and playing the other one. But the uh, the American one, it has a good chunk of the game on there, I guess that that carries on to the regular game. So if anybody's like wants to try it out, you can try it out for free. But uh, the weird thing is, I don't think you can do online through the demo. I was hoping that you could, but if you can, I can't fucking figure out how to do it. I only I could only play the single player where you have the little Moogle guy that carries the rock for you, so you have the bubble that'll get you through mm-hmm. stuff. But I don't know. From what I heard, it's it's people are not liking that game very much. It got a really low review on IGN from what I saw. The, um, the remastered I, version of the GameCube. Yeah, one of my friends that that was one of his favorite games, and I own my experience playing it has only ever been playing it at his house, mm-hmm. but. He has misgivings, but he's like, I, he's like, I really hope they do an update because there's a couple things that, while it won't make it better than the original, it'll at least save mm-hmm. the experience. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I, they, they've been working on this port for so long. I hope they, yeah, support it and try to iron out some of the kinks. Yeah, I, I was hoping that, like, since there was a free demo, like, maybe all of us could use it and play, like, online together mm. as a four-person party or something like that. But I don't – I can't figure out how to do it. Like, I, I – you know, I played it. I played it for a while. I played some single-player some single player missions, but I'm like, I don't know how to get to multiplayer. I'm like, maybe you can't do it on the demo. I don't know. <laughs> but then I read – That would like, be strange. But then I read later that it's really difficult to even get to the Wi-Fi multiplayer stuff if you have the whole game. Like, it's only <sighs> specific – like it's like only specific just trying to simulate dungeons. how difficult it was to get four Game Boys and four Game Boy cords. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're trying to do. Well, I mean, that's that's what I thought was going to be the great thing about the game was that they were going to make it actually playable, and because it could be it could be a really fun multiplayer game. You know, it's like action, action like you know RPG game like with you know where you all that was the fun of it. Like if you had enough yeah. Game Boys and all that, it was fun. Like I played with my. I played with my roommate just because he had a Game Boy, and it was cool. It was like it was like a co-op adventure, and we were just going through. There's like no story, but it's just you going through and destroying monsters and stuff like that. And it was, you know, they're all Final Fantasy monsters that look cool because they had not looked, they hadn't looked that good at the time. I don't think like on like the, on the scale that they look on GameCube. Like I thought a lot of mm-hmm. them, they're like classic monsters that look really nice, like because they were you know higher graphical and, and graphical ability and all that stuff. But yeah, I. The demo, I didn't really, I couldn't really figure it out. And I don't like, the single player is not fun. I mean, I'm one of those people that bought the game just because I was so desperate to get a Final Fantasy game on a Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo system again. So I did buy it for the GameCube. And yeah, the single player was boring, but it was fun if you had enough people who had enough Game Boys to play it and chords mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I ended up selling that one too, just because I wasn't playing it. The one I really miss that I wish I would never sold is uh, the Zelda game, the Four Swords, the Four Swords Adventure, because yeah. that game was really cool and it was a lot of fun. It was just, you know, I think I just needed the money or I needed wanted to get another game, and and uh, GameStop was paying a decent amount for it. So didn't that game it. get a re-release on 3DS or am I tripping? Uh, the four, I mean, I think Four Swords 
Four Swords oh, original. I four think, Swords. I think it was yeah. just the, it was the Game Boy Advance version got mm-hmm. like a free release on on 3ds through the yeah. eShop. But yeah, that's that's all it was though. But not I w- I would love for them to. I mean, it would be hard to do it without. It would have. They should have re-released it for for Wii U when the Wii U was a thing. That was such a perfect thing for that. That would have been perfect, yeah. Yeah, because you had the two screens. I was convinced that after GameCube we were going to have a two screen system, but that didn't come until two generations after. But yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's good for me. Well, I got back into Wii Fit. Yeah. So hey, nice. yeah, I, I've done it. Um, well, today was my off day, but four days in a row. Um, oh, so you really got into it? I was going to say, does does it hurt? Does it hurt to get back? I mean, I'm sure it's going to hurt like somewhat, right? Trying That's, to get back into the swing of things. Well, not so much, not as much as it hurt the first time. Like when I got into it, when was that? Back in May or, March. or June, I think. Yeah. Um, that time it, I was really sore for like two weeks. This time I say I was kind of sore for the first day. And then after that, I got back into it. I'm, I'm good. Um, but yeah, I've been doing pretty well at it and, Remembering that you know it feels good to actually exercise, so it's its own reward, and I just got to keep it up. And I've lost a pound a day so far. Mm. Wow, good progress! So there yeah. you go. Yeah, so that's like four pounds total. Mm-hmm. Did Hopefully you that keeps up? Did you ever? Did you get back on the ring fit, Jeremy? Or I guess not. Nope. I haven't. The, done. the alarm keeps <laughs> going on every day, every day on the switch to remind me that I'm supposed. To. Oh yeah, my my alarm's my alarm's been going off for I think like almost a year now, probably from. No, I bought I, the, I, I bought the game in November, so it wouldn't be quite a, quite a year yet. But it comes it goes off every day. I really want to start doing it again and change the alarm because I had it set for like afternoon because I used to because it would there was a time I could get up and do it. You know when it was when I had a different schedule, but. I want to yeah. start doing it again because I really felt like it made me feel better. Yeah. When I went to work and I wor- I'm working a lot more now. So like I just needed to get into a routine of like getting active before work. So I'm like not as sluggish when I get there and I'm a little bit more ready for the day. Yeah. I think that's the best part is it wakes you up. I do it around um, eight o'clock. And, you know, I, I just feel like by nine, 10 o'clock I'm at my, sort of peak performance i can you know do any writing that i need to do or mm. you know, i'm thinking clearly and a lot of it has to do with the exercise sure and that that's in the morning right yep yeah yeah <laughs> well I, yeah i don't know i mean i would do it i would, I would do, do it, it at night. night i mean when i used to when i used to go to the gym you know when gyms were still open i would go at like two in the morning when nobody was there because i didn't want to I don't know. I don't want to deal with a packed gym. Like, there's too many people. Right. I, I would go there at like 2, 3 a.m. when it's just like the taxi drivers. And there was like a, <laughs> there was always people playing, uh, playing basketball on the basketball court, but there was nobody there. That's what I'm saying. I learned like, pretty quick, though. If I went to the gym late at night, then I would just be up for like six hours after that because it would just get me so like energized. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would go yeah, there. That's why I like yeah. to do it in the morning because it, it's, it just wakes me, wakes me up to exercise. So let's yeah. utilize that. I do it in the morning. Yeah, I would do it. I would do it, and then like stay up for an hour, and then probably go to bed after that. You know, because it would it would energize me somewhat. But then I, you know, I'd hang out for a minute afterwards, and then go to bed. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, keep doing that every every uh, every week. We'll have your updates and all that stuff on there. Well, and I'll get back in a ring fit. I promise. That's okay. I mean, I'm I'm hoping to eventually, but we'll have that to talk about in the future. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? That's it. 
All right. Well, then let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about Moon. So, okay. Yeah. So stay right there. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! <laughs> With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo may never made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendomate Podcast! Game over! So uh, to start here, let's just talk about we're back. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about just some of the some of the releases, and then we'll jump into Moon, of course, like we do every week. This week, Under the Jolly Rogers coming out, like we said before, the pirate RPG game that we've been playing releases has released on Thursday. Um, another RPG called uh, Atom RPG looks looks kind of cool. It's like a top down uh, post apocalyptic type thing. NBA 2K21 is releasing this week. And uh, 2K20 was on sale for like $5, but I think that's already, bucks, yeah. that's already passed now. It's not there anymore. But you can, you can download a free demo of 2K, of NBA 2K21. So anybody who wants to play that, you can, even though the NBA is whatever now, you know, as, as most, as most sports. But one thing, one really cool thing, this is actually a news thing, but, uh, they up, they updated the eShop now to where it'll show you on the front, on the page, 
how much time is left in the sale. So that's really cool. Like you don't have to yep. dig, you don't have to dig into the game now. And it actually will show you like by the minute, like it'll tell you like this is on sale for like 52 more minutes or like it, or like two hours or whatever, which is awesome because normally it used to just say the date, but now it actually tells you like down to the actual minute. Of what's yeah, left they can't so tell me exactly ass. how long I've played a game for on my own menu, <laughs> but they can tell you how much the sale is going for. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think. I mean, I think it would help sales. Like if it's like, oh yeah, because like last night I was on there, just like ta- just writing everything down for the show, and I was looking at the sales, and it was like NBA Two K Twenty on sale for thirty two more minutes, and I'm like, oh well, no. <laughs> but I was like, okay, there it is. I mean, I can't. I have no space for it anyway. Huge file. It's like thirty gigs or something. Like I. Oh, what? It's too yeah. much. Like it's, I can't. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal mm-hmm. with trying to delete stuff to get that on there. So I'll fine. It's fine. They can keep their. They don't get their five dollars. Sorry. Um, but yeah, that came out. Uh, the last campfire. It actually came out last week, but we didn't mention it. But that was one of those really stylized looking uh, games from uh, the indie. One of the indie directs. Those little dudes with the. They have like the colored. Has, has wearing like this colored wizard robe looking thing. Had a, had a really really cool art style. That that came out. As well, and also uh, Jeremy uh, Circuit Dude. Isn't this you know some stuff about this one? Yeah, uh, Circuit Dude is a game that um, this isn't out yet, is it? I thought it was coming out this week. No. Oh it, yeah, it will be. Out. I guess it'll be out on the seventh. Yeah. I think you said. Oh, the seventh, and that's next week. But still, we can still mm-hmm. talk about it. So, uh, way back in the day, after I had gone to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo in 2017. Uh, while I was there, I bought an Ardu Boy, which is like a little hobby device that's like a little Linux-based. Um, basically, looks like a little miniature Game Boy. It's like the size of a c- credit card. But it's all open source, and um, all the games on it have been games that people just make and put on it for free. So once you buy it, you know, it's just a little a little fun little gadget slash gaming device. And uh, a lot of people are like, putting games on it so i just like kind of for fun threw up a little review on our youtube channel and ended up getting uh contacted to to uh, write an article for the magazine which i ended up writing several articles for the art boy magazine the online magazine and uh, anyway through doing that i ended up meeting some of the people or you know virtually like getting to talk with some of the people that had uh developed some of the games and one of the people was uh, this guy whose username is Crate uh, at C R A I T, and he um, d- originally developed this game for the Artie Boy. So it started as a project on that, and then he's just c- continued to like build upon it, and now it's getting like this mainstream like console release. So really kind of excited, and uh, I don't know. I thought about maybe reaching out to him. I, he he did uh, respond to me on Twitter when I congratulated him. So you he, should. He seems to still remember who I am, but um, you, you should. Reach, yeah, you should. We make some cool him. stuff on yeah. uh, the Art of Boy. He, I played a few of his different games, and they're all really well polished. And he actually, if I remember correctly, going to his um, his official website, I think he actually like was working on his own OS. So this is this is a guy who's computer programmer through and through. Um, so really cool to see him putting something on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, I'll reach out to him. We'll see see what comes of it. But 
I at least plan on getting this game to check it out to to talk about it on the show. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm looking at the video right now, and it's it shows like you know what it originally looked like on Ardu Boy, which Ardu Boy like very much looks like a game like an original Game Boy. So it's like only like you know black and white, and it's just just like white graphics. But it's completely overhauled, and it's all like fully animated and like super colorful, and it looks really nice. Like they've mm-hmm. they've actually like fully remastered it and all that. So it's got sort of what I remember at least, and you know he may have expanded upon it a lot since, but. uh it's kind of like a, like if you remember the old Windows game Chips Challenge. It was like a way old school Windows game, like I think Windows ninety five maybe. But uh, it's like a little bit like Lolo too. So it's like uh, you're it's an overhead view where you're moving like in squares and mm-hmm. you gotta like do things in a certain order to get to the goal. And uh, it's a it's a puzzle and it's a lot of fun. So I look forward to playing it. I guess there's like also like he added a uh, create your own level mode. Yeah, yeah. There's like a level builder on there. I saw also. Yeah, really so. interested to see this fully fleshed out yeah. version of this game that I just like remember playing like way back in its infancy. Infancy. Yeah, his DMs are open. Uh, send him just you know send him a DM. The worst the worst that can happen is he'll say no or not respond to you. You know, yeah. I DM people all the time for for the show that just they either do that they either say they can't do it or they don't talk back to you. You know, that's the worst. It's not like they're gonna like. I'll reach out. Call call but you call you a shithead and then block you or something like a lot of one way do. or another. I should have something to say about this game next week. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. All right, uh, yeah. That's that's the main releases. Um, there's some. Uh, this we got we got. There's a big sale. There's a huge like uh, Ubisoft sale going on right now through the, through the seventh. South Park games are on sale. Uh, Assassin's Creed, various stuff like that. Uh, what, rem- what remains of Edith Finch is on sale for seven ninety nine. That was one I've thought about getting into. I know a friend of the show Janet really really liked it. It's on sale to the tenth. All the two K games are on sale, so that's twenty percent off. Like the um, the Bioshock collection, the um, Borderlands, yeah, Borderlands, and um, the Alien one, uh, the strategy XCOM. Game. XCOM, yeah. All those all those games are on sale. They're all like twenty percent off. It's not a whole lot. It's like ten dollars less, so you can get you know instead of like the fifty dollar price, you can get all the Bioshocks for forty. But it is the lowest that it's been thus far. So there's that on there. Uh, with Trials Rising, it's five ninety nine. I remember Jeremy saying that you had interest in that. It's five ninety nine. There's a demo too. You can try it out. Mask of Mask of the Ninja, four ninety nine. Also, that's another one that I think people liked. So, take a look. There's always a bunch of stuff on sale on the Switch. So, there you go. But yeah, let's talk about Moon. First off, first question, is Moon an RPG? I mean, it's in the title. <laughs> and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's an RPG. By my own by my own definition, I don't think that Moon is an I w- RPG. I would classify it as an adventure game. Um, it, it feels a lot, it does feel like a lot more like a point-and-click adventure game than anything else. It but, is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Moon. I think, I think the one thing, and I, and I was kind of joking around with this with Trey before we started recording, I guess no, it was earlier today before we started recording our Patreon episode. But like one of Trey's big complaints about the latest incarnations of the Paper Mario games is that mm. they lack mm-hmm. experience points. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. then you gotta like this one because the only thing that has <laughs> yeah, like really from RPGs is the experience points. Right, right. And yeah. Granted, it's got the the visual aesthetic of an RPG, and you sort of interact with the world yeah. like you would in an RPG, mm-hmm. but you're not. I mean, you're, this is literally a violence-free game. Well, sort of. I mm-hmm. guess it's very you, as yeah. as the main character. It's a violence-free game. 
Yeah, it, I mean it's it's what they would call an anti RPG. And listening to like now that now that I know about about this game, and listening to what I said about it last week, I sound so dumb because I don't know anything about. it. I'm like, well, you know, if the battle system is good, then I'll probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like no, there's like no. I mean, battle. there were battles at in the opening cutscene. Yeah. Yeah, there are. There's problems. like no battles whatsoever. I don't know. The game, the game like cracked me up like right at the very beginning when I was playing yeah. it because, uh, it basically, it's very much, I mean, it's very much like an RPG parody. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of ties to like, uh, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy oh, yeah. in, in there, of course. But in the very beginning of the game, you know, you have like, it, it's giving you like the backstory of the story of the, <laughs> of the hero that has to go like, <laughs> that's go fight the dragon and all that. And, uh, and, and as you go through it, there's all this like paragraphs to read, and it keeps getting longer, and, and there keeps being shorter time for you to read it. And that, the words get more and more complex. Yeah, and, and I, I, mean, I at first, <laughs> at first, I thought maybe I was like, well, maybe it just has something to do with the translation. Or no, like, I, I definitely yeah. when I when I was playing it, I'm like, all right, I think this is a bit. And then by the it time took me a little bit, <laughs> I'm gonna admit it. Well, like, the last, mean, yeah, the last be... part is like one whole page worth of of of, of, uh, of, of like explanation that you would never be able to read through and and i thought that i just really sucked at reading when i was doing it i was like oh well okay i guess they expect me to read faster than that and but then it kept like going faster and faster and then there was that one that was like all text and then i just laughed out loud i'm like all right okay i get it they're fucking with me (laughs) it's funny yeah so and all yeah it's so it already had me at the beginning i was like oh this is funny like i get it okay we're we're gonna do some rpg parody stuff i'm into that and I think it's, you know, you start off, the game starts off with, uh, what is, I guess it's called Fake Moon in the game. Am I correct? Like, that's the, that's the game with the hero, with the knight and all that stuff is referred to fa- as Fake Moon and the moon that you're playing is real moon. That's what I read in a strategy guide between, between the two of them. I do not remember. Okay. Cause like, cause I, yeah, I don't recall. Yeah. You're, you're playing a character. You're playing a character that gets, you know, literally sucked into a video game that he's playing. You're basically a child who's playing this game. Mm-hmm. called moon and uh yeah and i thought that was because they talk about fake moon real moon in the, in the title it says fake and real like under the character and the way the the way the game the way they describe it in the guide that i actually found a guide from like 1999 that somebody wrote on game facts because you know this game is uh yeah that's some of the stuff i just would have not figured out i looked at a game for, i looked at a guide for a couple things Mm-hmm. And and we don't you know we don't have to get into the particulars on stuff, but I thought we could still like kind of ask people ask each other what we've done without saying like the full thing that we've done like that type yeah. of thing to try okay. to like yeah. try to, I don't want to get we, super spoiler here, and I know this. I know John hasn't played it yet, and and some well, people and Trey, like, when you said you, when you said you had to use a guide, I thought that meant that you had to use it to beat it. That's why I, when you said that, I thought you meant that you were had already beaten it no yeah i don't know how i have no idea how long it is i haven't looked into that or anything Yeah, i'm not sure either i'm yeah. just kind of along for the ride right now i think it's Me longer too. and, and yeah. not knowing a lot about it i think it's made this game more enjoyable like you said trey maybe you mm-hmm. think you thought maybe you think you sounded dumb <laughs> yeah because maybe you do but <laughs> but what i'm saying is like we we didn't know and that was kind of intentional on our parts we didn't really want to dig too far into it yeah ahead of time we wanted to experience yeah. it in I did a fresh way. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about like just like the way the way the game works and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. um yeah, like I said, you're you're a kid playing a game. You get sucked into the world, and uh, yeah, you're like this ghost figure that um ends up you you, know, you get a, you get an outfit from this grandma like her kid died, 
and all that. I, I name my all, all of my characters for every RPG. I name Lodo from uh, from Dragon Makes Quest. Sense. Okay. So my character's name is Lodo, and it was kind of cute for that. But in mm-hmm. in the beginning part where it's showing the fake moon stuff with the hero and all that, the the background song, the first two notes of it are the same notes that are in the overworld that that are in the overworld theme of Dragon Quest One. So that okay. really so oh. that really kind of fucked with me. Cause it's like, you know, cause I'm, I'm waiting for it to go into the rest of the song, but it kind of starts it and then goes a different way. And I'm right. pretty sure that's intentional uh-huh. that they want you to think about the Dragon Quest game. And it's, yeah. Yeah. You definitely, I think the first two monsters you see, um, yeah, there's a slime. Granby's yeah. house yeah. are, uh, a slime and a Drackey. And a Drackey. Yeah. 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 You see, yeah, you see both of those. So, and, yeah, and I think there's a, there's a sheesh slime in there as well. And, yeah, very yeah, much different ones that you see. You're like, oh, okay. And there's, like, the Rainbow Bridge and, like, you know, various stuff that reference the Dragon Quest story and all that. Yeah. And in the and in the fake moon game, there's also, like, you know, the guy gets on an airship to go to another thing. So, like, they definitely have, you know, show, like, airships and stuff in there. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I kind of go back and forth on this game so far. I know it's, like, I've, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Uh, what? How far did you guys get, like, level-wise? Like, where are you at on uh, for your characters? So I haven't had a lot of time to play just because I've been at work sure. and doing other projects yeah. throughout the week. But I did manage to make some time to play some more this morning. Mm-hmm. And I am at like love level 10, I think 10, 11. Okay. Um, so I, like yeah. still, still pretty early. I'm, I'm at 11, mm-hmm. I'm at 11 too. So we're actually not that much different. I feel like I haven't, like, I feel like I've played it, but I also feel like I haven't done anything. So, well, okay. it already sounds yeah. like you've done different things than me, Trey. You know, yeah. I'm at level 17. And, okay, uh, so you're way further. Well, I, maybe, but no. it sounds like you've done other things <laughs> that I haven't. And it definitely seems like there's certain events that are like context sensitive that I have, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at a guide yet, so I've definitely ran into some random things that I'm not sure how I triggered. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, for just to throw out an example, um, for me, uh, I triggered an event where there's Flora who owns the flower shop and, mm-hmm. you know, she, she sleeps in a little condo above the tavern. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, you did. I, while I she's sleeping, yeah. <laughs> you can go into her room and, like, try to talk to her. And then when you leave, you just get interrupted by some complete random NPC who tells you that, like, you just sexually harassed her and you should ask for consent and whatever. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, straight oh up. Gosh. Yeah, I did that. I did that same thing. I had, I did that as well. And I was, I was really confused. I didn't know what she was talking about. Like, cause she <laughs> just like kind of just yells at you when you come out. And I'm like, uh, but I guess, yeah, that makes sense that that's what it is. Is it I was a just, bartender? No, it's somebody. Uh, no, I, it's a complete random person NPC. I, person okay, I've never. So not one that you've seen yeah. from the intro yeah, or anything. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't run into them in the game world yet. So that might have just been a one off or, yeah, you know, wow, maybe I'll, that's crazy. I haven't had that happen yet. It was a person, I have seen her like yeah. walking around in her bedroom, but I don't think she was sleeping at the time. Well, she was walking around, obviously. Yeah, it was a person I'd never seen before. And she's just like, and the, the dialogue in the game is like absolutely ridiculous. It's just like, it's just like all these. I recorded it just because, um, and I think I posted it on Twitch at one point, but there, there's one, when I, when I, when they were first started talking, I swear that the character said, it sounds a lot like he says Saturu Iwata, even though it would mm-hmm. be pronounced Iwata if it was Japanese, but, but yeah, no, I thought it really sounded like Saturu Iwata in one, in one of the dialogue things. So I'm like, what, what the fuck? But yeah, <laughs> it's very, it's super out there. 
Um, it's, it, I know we've talked about before, like, you know, the guys, the guys who made it, they had worked on Super Mario RPG. They worked on Chrono Trigger. Uh, they also mm-hmm. worked on, uh, Chibi Robo later, like some people did. Mm-hmm. And I feel a lot of Chibi Robo DNA in there because the main, ca- the main character has like, you know, they have like a, basically like a stamina meter is and and, you know, you can only walk so far. Until your stamina meter goes out, and if your stamina stamina meter goes out, you die, and it's and you're dead, and that's game over. And you have to you start lose back. everything since you saved the last time. Yeah, yeah, you just have to start back whenever you slept last, and whenever that you is sleep. A bummer. When that, you sleep, that's happened to me twice. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you sleep in a bed, that that's how you save. And that reminds me of like the battery meter of like Chibi Robo, but like a lot right. less, a lot nice, you know, a lot less nice. Like Chibi Robo was a lot nicer about it. You didn't like automatically die when, or maybe you did, but they warned you better about it. Cause it sounds like the notion of love levels, like love levels in this game, maybe sound are like happy points in Chibi Robo. They are, they are very much like mm-hmm. that's the, that's something that I noticed that was similar. It's like, yeah, you, you're basically helping people. And it's very much, I mean, it was made in 97 or it was released in 97. And it feels a lot like Majora's Mask, like way before Majora's mm-hmm. Mask. There's mm-hmm. like, there's like a full, um, what is it, like seven days a week, right? But they're different there's days. Full seven day there's yeah. like, it's like Echo Day, Solar Day, uh, Crescent Day, like a bunch of different names. Which you don't, you yeah. have to find all this out from reading the, uh, either like checking a strategy guide or you can actually look at the manual online for it. Oh, it, I, I kind of put it together from the, uh, billboards. Yeah. And, um, also, if you, yeah, also whenever you check your status, it will tell you what day it is. Yeah. Like if you oh, want to okay. know like what the actual day is. And you can all, there's a symbol in the corner and there's also like a little reticule like moving around the symbol showing like the passing of time but also kind of showing you like your stamina meter. Which I don't completely – I yeah. still don't completely understand the stamina meter but it has yeah. to do with how it's flashing to let you know when you need to eat. Yeah, that's – th- I think that's part of it. Yeah. Um, it, it, well, I think it flashes when you're almost dead, like when, yeah. when you know that you definitely have to eat something. But that was that's the thing that I think I hate the most about this game is the stamina mm-hmm. meter. That's fair. But it's also it's weird because it's also kind of how they how I think they're gamifying the game. Mm-hmm. I think because they don't me, want it, it to be oh, sorry, like. Go ahead. Well, I think I think at the time they just maybe didn't know how to do this type of game. Like it, it would be an easier thing to do now because there's so many indie games that mm-hmm. are like kind of walking simulators or stuff that where you don't actually die. But maybe when it was made, made, they felt like there should be a way that you should die. You know, you should be, your character should get killed. And maybe that's why they were doing it. I don't know. I definitely think that's part of it. Yeah. Um, I have thoughts on that, but I feel like I should save them for a little bit later. Okay. I think what I, uh, you know, heavy quotation marks around appreciate, but what I appreciate about it is that it kind of kept me from getting too overwhelmed because I had to kind of work up my life meter that kind of, that motivated me to like try and stay in one place and be like, all right, um, what's happening here? Like very short play sessions, very like quick observations. Like I'm just going to follow this one character around for as long as I can and see what I can learn from them. And then like, as I made more and more progress, I felt more and more emboldened to take longer sessions and spend more time exploring and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it kind of works as a, I, I didn't feel like I was diving into the deep end. I felt like, you know, wait a little bit in the shallow waters. And once you become better at swimming, you can start to push yourself more. Yeah. And I think that's, that would be, that could be something that you could argue is like an RPG aspect of it where it's like, yeah. you know, you have to stay in one area for a while yeah. until you get a high enough level to go to another level. And maybe yeah. that's what they're trying to get at for it. But I think, 
I think it kind of keep uh, it makes like the I don't know the level of entry kind of steep on that. Like mm-hmm. it's hard for you to because I had no idea what I was doing and I was trying to just wander around and experience the world and I was just dying and I'm like, okay, yeah, what the, the first fuck time is, I died, what the fuck is happening here? You know? Yeah, the first time I died, I was like, I was in the king's chambers and I was trying to talk to him and I hit the A button to talk to him and I thought that it had something to do with what I you know that I was talking to the king, it killed me mm-hmm. or that. I was standing like there was a torch to my immediate right. I'm like, did I accidentally set myself on fire yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that? So, yeah, I was really confused the first time I just like straight up died. But you you do find out like, yeah, it, that's how food works in this game. It's like your hunger meter in Minecraft. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to keep it up or you get like slowed down and it actually kills you in this game. It does. It will you mostly you don't have you a life Minecraft. meter. Yeah, you don't have a yeah. life meter that'll like eat away at like yeah, like in Minecraft. Or it kind of reminded me of like a Harvest Moon as well. Where yeah, you have, where you have to eat stuff to keep your stamina up, and you do the same thing in a Stardew in a Stardew Valley as well. Yeah, so that I feel like that's kind of makes it the the level of entry kind of high because I wanted to I wanted to recommend it to my wife, but I figured she'd get frustrated with it pretty quickly because that's fair because yeah. it's just kind of like it, it, I feel like it's you don't really need to. That's kind of an, and it annoys me too, where it's just like, oh, okay, now I'm dead. And I guess it helps me a lot. Yeah. That's just what I did. I read the instruction manual and it was fun to do it because it looked like an old PlayStation 1 instruction manual. I actually didn't know there was an instruction manual, so I just kind (laughs) of. I didn't know either. Well, I found out through Twitter, like somebody, like, uh, it was actually Moon Post, the, or Onion, sorry, Onion Studios, Mm -hmm. Onion Games. Which they did. I, I posted. Uh, I retweeted the link to the the manual that they posted. It's like a PDF. Okay. And uh, they liked my tweet. That was kind of nice. Mm. Hey, nice. Oh, yeah. There we go. That was on the well, a the onion, docket. A little onion inter- interaction. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to remember to say that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it helped a lot because then I was like, oh, that's why I died. Like once I figured out how I died, I was like, well, it's true what I've heard about this game, where you're like kind of supposed to take your time with it. You know, don't rush. You're gonna be waiting a lot. There's so, a there's a lot of waiting. Lots of so waiting. Uh, I might as well just go around and rescue as many animals as I can. Yep. And that's just what I've been doing. That's all I've been doing. I just that was around. my entire morning uh, today. I spent two hours just rescuing all the monsters I could. And it makes a big difference. I mean, now yeah, I can. They they give you more love points, so it, it, they're it, worth the investment. Yeah. It it depends. It depends actually. Like I've gotten. It depends on what you do because there was one event that I saw that gave me a lot of a lot more love points that I've gotten from anything else. So, oh really? It depends. Okay. It depends on what it is that you're doing. I've gotten up to like five, yeah, I think on yeah. one thing, but usually you get like two to three for rescuing and rescuing an animal, unless it's like a really hard one. Like there was a couple that I did which were fairly involved, and I was actually happy that they gave me more points because I'm like, mm-hmm. thank you. Like at least you're rewarding me better for you know exerting more effort oh yeah. sure um but but after a while as the world opens up you just have it all in your head like i remember seeing this guy over here let's go back to that you know and then mm-hmm. you suddenly ha- you just have a lot more to explore and um the, the world opens up so yeah tree i would argue like you're saying that's sort of like an rpg element that yeah that the world's becoming bigger and because of like the fact that you can only move so far at a time and you keep getting to venture further and further you become super familiar with your surroundings and all the NPCs. Mm-hmm. 
and they give you like their business cards and then you can like show their business cards to other npcs and they'll like yeah that's a weird thing too them. yeah that's, that's a weird way to i guess how it's else weird, would you it's super weird but i uh, yeah no i i really love it um actually kind of makes me think of the ace attorney games where you can yeah. present profiles oh yeah yeah for sure yeah i didn't think about that so like the baker is the one you want to talk to if you want to get like the most gossipy type stuff and the bartender they'll both give you pretty juicy stuff but the otherwise guy it seems like everybody else is pretty nice when they talk about other people mm-hmm. well the like the 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 junk guy i don't know if you call him like homeless guy i guess he sleeps outside so he's probably homeless but i mm-hmm. well i mean yeah i mean not not to like not trying to generalize him or anything but i think uh i figured he was homeless because he just like he like kind of begs from you but he's like oh no i'm not but he I'm, just I'm not a beggar a water fountain yeah <laughs> but he does sleep outside so and I his business card just a pile of junk that he gives you is that what that is? I, I couldn't figure uh, out what yeah. I couldn't figure out what to do with it. Like if I need, and you'll to show it to other it. people. They'll be oh, he will be like oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that means he likes you. Yeah, but he he gives you a lot of he gives you a lot of gossip as well. But yeah, it's but very- it's cool that you can ask. Basically, because of the way the business card system works, you can ask any character about another character, and you that's don't always idea, get yeah. a response. Like sometimes they'll just be like, "What's that?" Yeah, sometimes they'll just be like, "What?" And that's and that's it. But it's still pretty cool that you can be like. What is the, you know, what does the uh, baker think about my grandma? He's like, oh, well, she used to come here all the time, but I haven't seen her in a while. Like, yeah. Nothing too interesting, but still, it's like, that's kind of a cool little element. Yeah, it's a, it's a little detail. And uh, I wanted to clarify, like, when we were talking about, like, rescuing the animals, what we mean is, uh, basically, the premise is there's, like, the hero of the RPG, and he's going around and wreaking havoc and killing all the animals of this world. And you're basically reuniting their spirits with their dead bodies, so they can uh, be picked up by a UFO guy and taken to the next world is what is what's going on yeah, there. Yeah, I'm so, still trying yeah. to unpack that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's another, really really cute. It's another thing yeah. like a uh, another thing that reminds me of Majora's Mask like heavily because mm. a lot of Majora's Mask is you helping people cope with the fact that they're going to die that they're going to be killed by the moon and it's all like that's why I loved about that game so much is it's a lot of it is what you're doing in this game. But also there was dungeons and stuff, and you could fight. So that's why I liked I, it more. But, <laughs> but it I, reminds I, me of Takeshi and Hiroshi, the game that I just played, mm-hmm. um, where you're helping your little brother to win at his RPG. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. the Claymation one that just came out like last week. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw you tweet about that, and then I looked up the game, and now I want to play it. Yeah, I want to um, play it too. I might, I might end up doing it mm-hmm. like for a beat of the week or something, because I think it's only mm-hmm. a couple hours long. Yeah, I think yeah. you can beat it in like three hours. Yeah, yeah. One okay. of the uh, friend of the show, somebody from GG Radio, said that he beat it in two hours. So it's pretty. But uh, another thing about Moon is it kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, the Goose Game a little bit too. Untitled Goose Game. Oh, really? You're, I can I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily like fucking with people, but you are also just like going around. You know, you're going around and you're trying to find the thing that you can use on another thing to, to get to the next thing. You know, mm-hmm. like it's. It has that very much like uh, ha- has the um, you know the formula of, of a of a point and click game, which is also what makes me kind of hate the game because I'm not really <laughs> I'm, I, I just I kind of realized playing Moon that I think like point and click games are kind of like a big like shadowy area of my video game stuff because I don't it's, think I, li- I don't think I like that. I don't think I like them that much because it's mostly. <laughs> It's mostly what I just said. It's like finding the thing to give to the other dude to go to the next thing, and that's Which means the whole you're game. Completely stuck. Yeah, and, uh, I get, and I get stuck funny. really easily. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say it's funny you mentioned that because, like, what I was going to say was, um, there are so many RPGs, particularly in the the PS One era, 
where I've played them and I really want to like them, but I think they would play better if they were adventure games. Oh, sure. Like you don't have to do all the battle system and all that stuff. Yeah, like, because I, I love the, the, the story and the art and, you know, all of the stuff that in Persona 2, Chrono Cross, Xeno mm-hmm. Gears, I love all of that stuff, but I just cannot do the combat. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like like I was saying before about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like I loved everything about that game aside from the combat. And mm-hmm. for me, like, yeah, combat is the is the decider for RPGs for me. It has to have a good combat system. Otherwise, why bother? And that was why I didn't bother with Paper Mario, because I don't like the combat system for those games mm-hmm. for the past however many ones they've done. So, you know. Uh, have you played Bug Fables? I did, yeah. I have that one. Okay. I'm not I'm not too far in it, but like I've I've enjoyed what I've played so far, so I just wanted to Oh pass sure, that yeah, along. no, it's it's good. I got I got stuck in that one too, actually. So I had stopped mm. playing for a minute because that's fair. I was stuck and I didn't know where to go. And that's that's kind of what I, I I don't like looking at guides. I kinda want to be able to figure out the game for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can do that on this too. You just have to you just have to have a lot of time to dedicate mm. to studying every fucking person in the game yeah, and watching sure. everything they do and, and just memorizing their patterns and, and like, yeah. And you just have to be able to do There's that. Clues. You have to. Well, I, yeah, well, sure, I guess but, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about that actually. Cause um, one of my, uh, w- when I, when I played dragon quest three, um, I guess it was two or three years ago now. Um, there were a lot of moments where I'm like, I have no clue where to go next, but oh, like, sure, you know, yeah. I would look it up in the guide and I'd be like, all right, that's pretty cool. And so I was kind of picturing because Dragon Quest three is like this huge cultural touchstone, at least in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to think of like what it would have been like in that environment where like everyone had a copy of Dragon Quest three and they were probably constantly sharing these secrets. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I found this key item over here when you do this. And you know, that, Kind of like I, I imagine because I wasn't alive when the first Zelda came out, but I yeah, imagine that's Zelda, kind of what yeah. I mean, like, I think, the first Zelda was kind of like. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think what I think that was the original idea for Legend of Zelda. Also, was that mm-hmm. was that you um you basically would it, it's kind of like a multiplayer game, but not a multiplayer game. I think yeah. that was the original Miyamoto's idea, right? That he wanted everybody to talk to each other and share sort of like sourcing there. Yeah, yeah. Kind of share what they had found in the map and that type of thing. So and I, I feel yeah. like if nothing else, uh, moon has given us that kind of uh, conversation, at least with like the peeping Tom event that I described earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I do think there's something kind of special about that. Um, yeah. So. I, the, the way I've been taking the game is I basically, you know, like I say every day is going to be like one thing I'm going to try to do to get love, you know, as yeah. funny as that sounds. But, uh, it's a good motto. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to get love get in your some ass way. Back to yeah. Bed. yeah. And then get your ass back to bed before you, even though I, I mean, at a level 11, you can go, you can go into, you can go pretty far without, without passing out like multiple uh, days. Did you get, whatever. did you guys unlock the fast travel? What? No. Yes, I've, I've, fast unlocked, I've unlocked one mode of fast travel, but oh shit, I, no. There must be multiple, but I've gotten one. Oh, uh, with with the uh, pistol and the stamens. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't even. Um, I don't even know what that means. Okay, so yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll break it down for you. Um, I would say it, I didn't want to get super detailed, but if there's like little hints that you can give people, yeah, you know, to be, uh, I won't. So yeah, there comes to a point, and I'm not sure if you're there yet, where um. Granby's house is not the only place where you can go to sleep. Oh no, I I read about that in the guide, but no, I but no, I haven't gotten there yet. So yeah, you get to a point where um, there is another place where you can sleep, and 
outside there is a there's a flower except it's like a closed flower and it's uh, a pistol and you can find pollen from stamens uh, around the world they're these uh actually they kind of look like the um one of the seeds from uh the zelda oracle games mm-hmm. oh okay yeah uh and kind of like uh what do they call them um but uh yeah like yeah, the, the seeds of wisdom i think they were in the oracle mm-hmm. games any anyway sorry it's like <laughs> no, a, it's, no, it's fine. No, it, yeah <laughs> yeah but it but you can find a way to fast travel with that yeah um you you can examine them and they will give you a key item um and it's connected i think once you you'll you'll make the connection once you play again and you you get to that part of the game because mm. i I've, i seem to find myself getting stuck a lot like that's the that's the problem with this game is and and that's the problem with a lot of the games like this like a mm-hmm. you know like point and click stuff is it's really fun where i'm able to figure it out but some stuff is so obscure that it's kind of like even after i look at it i'm like there's no way there's no way in hell i would have figured that out like there's no way i would have thought that you know i haven't gotten stuck yet in this game i'm I'm kind of wandered around for periods of time but i've never felt stuck i'm actually stuck right now like i don't know what to do have you i want to ask you guys have any of you left the town area yet like with the birds Yes. yes like with the with the cage and the birds um i haven't done that I I I've, did, I've I tried that I tried that but yeah, um me too. I I died because I ran out of time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's a there's a bird that you meet in a cage, and if you and you can talk to him, and and if you say the certain amount of things, he'll ask you if you want to go traveling, and he'll like yep. okay, I'll take you, and you have to wait till like the morning of the next day. And and I thought that that's all you had to do, but mm-hmm. one but, but you get in the cage, and these other birds come and pick you up, and they are going to fly you to this other island. But it takes like another day and a half to get there, and I and I, I like earlier today. I I I, get, I ate all the food that I could. I made my stamina all the way up to the very top, <laughs> and I got in this fucking cage. And they flew me away, and like it, you know, all this stuff happens, and you're flying past like stars and other stuff, and yeah, and then it's definitely a troll moment. I the, think and, I think that's like end game. And then the cutscene, and then the cutscene changes. Probably. The cutscene changes, and it shows. Like a from a distance, you about to land, and I'm like, cool, I made it there. So I like, I, I paused, I paused the game, I put it to sleep, you know, I grabbed my headphones, I put them on, you know, because my wife is like on the phone and with with her friends, and I'm like, I want to hear this, so like I put it on to listen to it, and right when I put my headphones on and I turn it back on, what I hear is, and then I die, <laughs> <laughs> and it's this game over, and I'm like, fuck this game, and then I and then I quit. <laughs> That's yeah. kind. Of, that's kind of where I'm at with this game. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to like it. I was a couple of days ago. I was ready to come into this episode swinging. I was going to be like, "Fuck this game. This game sucks." Like, I don't know why anybody likes this. Like, this game's a piece of shit. Like that. That's yeah, you got to go south and east. I think you. I think yeah. there's a whole area that you haven't explored yet that has a lot to offer. Yeah. Okay. Because um, because I I'll, yeah I, I was I don't know I was first couple days with this, I was like, I do not like this game at all. Like, I don't understand. Uh, it makes you feel better. Yeah. Like, I, I think I had a similar moment with Majora's Mask back when I was, yeah. you know, uh, seven or eight. Yeah. Um. So, but like, it's definitely one of those cases of like, there are hints and when you find them, you're going to be like, oh, it would have been nice if like, I was at least a little bit more steered in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I feel like, like yeah. I feel like I, I can't I, go I'm anywhere. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I just I just feel like I don't have anywhere else to go. Like there's, you know, there's there's the granny's place, and then there's the spot under there. Like I, I went and got all the spirits of all the stuff on the under part that's south. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and then I did pretty much everything I can think of to do in the town, in the castle town. Uh, and I was just trying to just leave with the birds. So and I, I think- couldn't do that. So I don't know what else to do. Yeah. So I, I have a quick question. Did you talk to the king in his chambers? I did. Yeah. But I don't know how to do that. Uh, like where he did, gave- you, did you present, uh, the, his business card to him? I did, but I don't know where, I don't know how to get to that place okay. and find that guy that he's talking about. All right. Is, um, is, I haven't figured that out either, to be honest. Does oh, it, wait, really? Does it have um, to do? Does it have to do with that rock that won't move? The one? Yes. That, that, yes, it does. Okay, because I don't oh, know. Oh, is that why the rock moved? Um. Yeah. Okay. So there's oh, okay. a there's there's a machine that okay. um it, yeah, it's basically it ties into the rainbow bridge. Oh, see, I did um, that though. I did the machine, which actually did figure that out without a guide. It's in. It's yeah. on the. It's on the sign right next to it there. Is. Yes. Yeah, so and, I did figure that and out. And then after that, I, I, I thought that was the event that triggered progression. Maybe not. Holy shit, I have no clue what I'm talking about. Well, no, no, the event with the 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 rainbow, yeah. I thought the rainbow was what triggered the progression. Oh, I, I don't know. I guess, is that going to move the rock? I haven't looked at the rock ever since then. I just Maybe uh, you should go, I, I would try go looking the at rock. the rock, because yeah. the, rock, the rock even gives you some dialogue that was like, yeah, this is what triggered like progression. Different. Yeah, it was oh, different really? dialogue. Yeah, he just he just said like, "Oh, I'm not shy, so I'm not going to act like the other rocks." Cuz there <laughs> there are these like alive rocks that if you stand by them mm-hmm. long enough, they will move. They will react to humans like that and uh or whatever or whatever shy, you are. So yeah. You. And there's I'm like hoping- I, like I feel like this conversation is going to be nigh impenetrable for someone who hasn't played the game, <laughs> but like I hope if nothing else, like the weird random scenarios will at least give our listeners a incentive to check out a playthrough of the game or something. Sure, yeah, no, I, I, that's why at I wanted to play through. That's why mm-hmm. I wanted to like keep it fairly vague because for me, like when I'm hearing people talk about a game that I want to play or whatever, as long as they like, if I don't know who the characters are that they're talking about, it doesn't really feel like a spoiler to me because i don't know the world and i don't know what's happening so that mm-hmm. that's how i feel but i didn't want to get into specific things i guess but, right when well, i didn't yeah. either in case anybody was too much further along and like had yeah. something to say that might but like in trey's case i think it's okay to tell you like you just go talk to that rock like okay and, and, and maybe you haven't triggered the right thing like i don't know for sure either well i got a heart point from it so i thought that i did it right <laughs> i don't know yeah. hmm. Like the dude showed up, but it, but it didn't like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't show you that something changed in the level. Like there's no way of you to know that unless you go over and check the area that couldn't go past before. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, I, I literally just ch- chanced upon it because I didn't talk to the mm. rock until after I did the rainbow puzzle. Oh, so you hadn't even reached the rock. I hadn't even initially. reached the rock. I just did the rainbow puzzle and then I stumbled upon the rock and he said something and I was like, oh, cool. Um, good talk, bro. And then I moved on to the next area. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I've been really lucky playing this game. I think so too. Sure. I think so too. Um, I, I did find a new area. I've been, pl- I've played several hours. I'm sure of it now. And I did find a new area that I was just like, how did I not even notice this before just last <laughs> night? So there is that sort of, I, I, I guess this. like what it, what it sounds like to me is that like, this game lends itself very well to short play sessions because if you burn yourself out, you will not think to check a place mm-hmm. that has been, it, it, I guess it's the, you know, it's the ace attorney problem where you're like, oh, I yeah. thought I checked that place. Yeah. Fuck. I didn't, I didn't pixel search hard enough. Oh, there or was you're some... right. Or you didn't check it since you did this one other little thing. Yeah. Might well, have triggered like an action to happen there. 
I mean, speaking of Ace Attorney, like I love the Ace Attorney games. I think they're great. But there was, you know, on the playthrough of the of the remastered version on Switch, yeah, there were a couple times where I did have to look at a guide, and when I looked at the guide, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way <laughs> I would have figured that out. No fucking way. That's way too obtuse. Like, there's no way I would have under I would have mm-hmm. you know knew knew what that was." So this game might as well be called obtuse. So I mean, some of them, <laughs> some of them. Just uh, like, can, yeah. can I can I take a quick opportunity to actually gush about this game though? Because I, I go feel for like it. I've sure, been. Dude. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've <laughs> been thoroughly enjoying it and I guess it, it kind of, it's been taking me back to, um, being seven or eight years old playing, um, Oracle of Seasons, just kind of wandering around holodrum mm-hmm. and talking to NPCs for no reason other than to admire the, cause you know, when I was seven, I sucked at video games. I couldn't get past the second dungeon, mm-hmm. but I loved exploring the same areas like dozens of times. Yeah. Um, and I think even if that is kind of tedious now where like I kind of expect a game to lead me through it faster, I kind of appreciate that Moon ha- is having me slow down and kind of mm-hmm. even if there's a lot of tedium involved, there's something very calming and nostalgic about that tedium. It's it's a very hard feeling to describe, but um, no, no, I, I hear you like uh, I think um, I mean, I, you know, I, I was saying like how, you know, I have. I don't think I have as maybe I don't have as much uh, patience of games like this now than I did before. But mm-hmm. I feel like if I would have if this would have came out like if I if I would have got a PlayStation One, even though I do I, I do kind of feel regrets about that about me not getting a PlayStation when I was younger because I would have probably enjoyed it some of it more than the sixty four just because of my love of RPGs and all that stuff. And maybe I'd feel differently mm-hmm. about Final Fantasy Seven if I did that. But <laughs> but uh I think that if I would have played this, like, when I was 17, when I came out, I probably would have been, like, the biggest asshole about it ever. I'd be like, dude, this is, like, the best game of all time, and if you don't understand it, then you don't get games. Like, I could see my, <laughs> too. I could see myself doing that in high school, like, just totally being an asshole about it and saying that mm-hmm. it was, like, the most genius game of all time. I think I, we've I, all had that game. <laughs> I've seen, I could see myself doing that, because I did that this game is plenty genius. of times in my life about various things, but, yeah. I think that I would be the same way. I mean, it is crazy to be playing this now and be like, it's weird, but it's like, I don't know. I've played some weird ass games that are just weird in bad ways. This is weird in all the good ways. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I said, like, I I just made a comment earlier about it being obtuse, but it was more just about like the fact that you're going to go in just not knowing what the hell's going on. But once you're immersed in the world, I guess it does kind of all make sense in the context of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just all these dead bodies laying all over the place, like in people's houses like yeah. in yards and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you just get used to it. Like that's the, that's the way this world works. Just kind of roll with it. The weirdness yeah. is precisely what, what um, intrigues me about the game makes me want to play. Yeah. It's I, just, I just like all that left field, non sequitur, just craziness thrown into my games. Yeah. Even even when I was like hating the game, I thought that you would still like it. So I mean, just because I cause, <laughs> well, because I know you like a lot of like point and click stuff. Like like I said, the, yep. the DNA of Chibi Robo is definitely in there. It reminds me a lot of that, where you like meet different characters that do different things and you do things to help them. I mean, this the, like a lot of this stuff was in a short hike, which we were talking about a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago as well. And I fucking love the short hike. I thought that was like one of my favorite games of the year, like from playing that. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's a more modernized game. You know, it's, it looks old, but it's more modern in play and you can kind of figure it out easier. Yeah. And there's, it and you know, it's definitely of its time, I would say. Yeah. And, and my, and a short hike is, it's an indie game, but it's, it encourages you to explore. It's not like you'll it die is. if you try to go too far. You know, it's like not like that. 
Like you I would say die. Moon is of its time, but I don't know. Because at the same time, it's like it's not trying to be anything beyond what it is visually. Yeah. You know, it gets across what it wants with its weird art. And I love that it's all sprite based. It like, feels very like it really reminds me of Rayman. It, it makes it oh, oh yeah, so oh, yeah much sure. Like with Rayman. the yeah, yeah, with the detached the arms and all that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the no face and it's yeah, got a very Ubisoft yeah. feel and like yeah. of the characters. It's just like, okay, well I guess this weird stretched face is what this guy looks like. like <laughs> you see a lot of weird stretched faces in this. Yeah, like, oh, the, yeah. like the dream yeah. lady that you talk to, her face is pretty weird looking too. Yeah. Think yeah. about like how strange like some of the character models were in uh Super Mario RPG and then mm, imagine yeah. every character models like I don't know, like Jino or like some of those straight, those weird ass bosses that you fight in like a uh, booster's tower, like, mm-hmm. or another bot the like normal. I, I think of the, um, Medusa lady thief. I, I forget her name. Um, no, she's not a Medusa. She has like a bird on her head. Yes. Yeah. She, uh-huh. What was her name? Uh, was it Valentina? Yeah. Yeah. I think that Valentina. was her name. Uh huh. Is that the one with the boobs? There's one of them where you yes, yeah. she's the one where every time you hit her, her boobs shake. Yeah, every time you hit her, her boobs shake. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but even when I was a kid, I was kind of like, hmm, I think I'm feeling things here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, <man. laughs> yes, that's a great example. Like the yeah. weirdness of like every, all the stuff in the uh, in a Geno's. What was that cloud? What was it called? What was the name? Nimbus. Nimbus Land. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that was Malos. Yeah, all the Malos weird town, stuff right? in Nimbus yeah. Land. That's kind of a good like visual idea of what this whole thing's like. I I would definitely agree with that. Um, you yeah, know, no. I, I was hoping I would find another time to talk about the health system um, in a way that... Well, I guess, like, yeah, let's, let's talk about Moon as an anti-RPG. <laughs> so, like, I, when I think about Dragon Quest... Um, I think about how that game is designed around resource management, but I guess, um, you know, in an RPG, it's kind of inevitable that you will take damage. And so that is the resource that you are Mm -hmm. trying to manage. And that, that Mm -hmm. is what halts your progression. And I think thematically, there's something really cool about rather than, you know, gaining more equipment, killing monsters, gaining experience points, gaining gold. um, It's like helping people instead to, to, to get, to get farther. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah, no, I, and and that does it makes it go. It's like, why do we have to be destroying it, destroying everything? It's like, what if the hero is actually a bad guy and he's killing all of these monsters that don't really? And I love the way that they're portrayed in the like fake moon game. How they yeah. all, how it's like a dog, but it looks like this zombie dog. Like when he's fighting mm-hmm. him, you know, yeah, looks like this crazy monster. And then when you see it, it just looks like a regular like dog or whatever. Same with know? the hero himself. Like he just looks so much more imposing, like in the game than in real life. Mm-hmm. Just like this guy wearing this weird ass armor. Well, that yeah, when you see him in like the moon game that you're playing, like he's just an asshole. He's just an asshole oh, yeah, running absolutely. around killing everything. You know, instead of like this hero's valiant quest to. And I know he's supposed to go ki- defeat the dragon and all that. And I figured that like the dragon's going to secretly be like the, the like protector of the city or something like that. And mm-hmm. he's not actually doing a good thing. Like he's actually, you know, it's like, it's reminded me of like, like the ending of a uh, shadow of Colossus, like the same thing where, mm-hmm. you know, you're killing all these Colossi. And then at the end you find out that they were all good guys and you're the bad guy. And it's like, you were doing the wrong thing. And you mm-hmm. know, one of the, one of those things that's kind of figured reminded me of that where you're going to find out that what the, I mean, you already know the hero is kind of a piece of shit, but you're yeah. going to find out that um, the dragon that he's trying to kill maybe shouldn't be killed and it needs to be kept alive to protect the city or something. You know, is what I was thinking. I, I think what I like about Moon is that it doesn't feel like 
the game's rubbing it in your face. Yeah. Um, which like that's not a slight against Undertale, which does kind of rub it in your face. But I, I think Moon kind of sets itself apart retroactively mm-hmm. um, by having it be like, yes, you did this. Um, now, if you would like, clean up your mess. Oh, yeah, sure. Because the kid is supposed to be, you're playing as this character in this game and you get pulled into the game. So, yeah, so that, that makes sense. So, I you, guess you, so are, you did do as it. The yeah. kid, you are cleaning up your own mess. Yeah. When you control the. I didn't ever think about that, that you were controlling the other protagonist. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I, you became the protagonist. I, I will yeah. I will say this. I like it much more than Undertale. And I don't – I know a lot of people love Undertale, but I just – I tried it many <laughs> times. and very I, different game. I can't get into it. It's, yeah. I don't like – I don't know. I don't like how it forces you to play it a certain way. And maybe, it, maybe mm-hmm. I would have liked the game better if I didn't know that there were multiple endings and that you're not supposed to kill everybody, but I don't know. I mean, I don't you like, know, if you I want like to kill Undertale. everybody, that's yeah. your uh, prerogative. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, I know that it's going to be the wrong thing, and I'll feel bad about it later. Nah, but, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but Undertale What's was. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. Undertale didn't work for me, I guess, because it was mm-hmm. maybe too anti RPG. But this game is different. It's not forcing me to fight people, but do like bullet hell stuff, like in the middle of a battle or whatever. You know, this actually doesn't have a battle system, so I do like it better. And I do yeah. like I do like the game. I just realized that. You know, you have to you have to have a lot of patience. Like I, that's yeah. what I'll say about Moon. For the main thing. Is you have to have a lot of patience with it. You have to be able to just be mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just gonna. You just got to spend time. You got to know the world. You got to know the characters, which is good. Like I like that. Like I go out with one goal yeah. a day, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. get out of um, bed in the morning. You've got one thing that you want to do. Yeah, yeah the, and try the to game get, doesn't really have yeah. like a lot of excitement. I would compare playing it more to like taking a walk in the park than yeah, sure. going on an epic grand adventure just from like the the ambient noise because there's not a whole lot of music in this game oh yeah so we, far. Ha- we haven't even talked about the music there there's actually there's like no music in the game but you can i don't know if you guys have found it but you can find records and you can basically create your own soundtrack i've got records the- but i haven't figured out how to play them i have found one so i'm very excited to see where I can find some others found, in that starting town. I found two. I found two so far. But I have like ten records. But basically, what? Really? Well, I found a place where you can buy them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. cool. Because basically, yeah, you can. Uh, what What you do is, you know, when you you, you hit uh, X, you hit X to pause the game, and you either hit right to look in your inventory or you hit left to go to the record player. And through there, you can make you can make a li- you can make a pro you can program a list of songs how you want to li- what you want to listen to, and you can program like I don't know up to like six or seven songs, and you can choose which ones you want to listen to, and they'll just play like that. Cool. It was like so while you're in the like overworld. Yeah, it was like so out of the box that it's like oh we'll just we won't even have a soundtrack. We'll just let you make your own soundtrack. So <laughs> and it's not and there is there is stuff that has like. I mean, there's specific stuff that I did with the souls of the creatures where you need to hear the sound. Like, I'm yeah. sure you guys did that for that particular mm-hmm. plant or whatever. Like, you needed to hear yeah. the sound for that. So, you do need that. Do, do need that. But, yeah, it's either you could just have no music or you could have just a song. And they're just kind of all over the place. Like, they're, there's like a slow piano one or like one that's a little bit faster. And it's just kind of like, okay, just whatever, you know. And that's it's part of the, part of the charm, I guess. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I... I want. I want to. I'm going to stick with it. Obviously, it's just you're going to have. A, you're going to have a lot more to say in some of these regards, Trey. Just knowing, like that. You Once I find more this, stuff, yeah, this certain mm-hmm. area that I know about. Like, yeah, you, there's a lot more that I think that you haven't experienced yet. That yeah, that's like gonna be the game. Fun. Definitely, I feel like the point where I'm at now is exciting because I 
they're, you know, the path has branched and there are like three or four branches that I can take right now. And, you know, the game pointed me in one direction, but I, it it has not kept me from going off the the beaten path. Yeah. It lets you do that. And, um, I've actually gotten like, even though I'm at level 17, like I've still died recently, like from running out of time because there's certain things in the game where like you can get stuck, you know, like we were talking about. And even at like a higher level, you, you still can get can't, stuck yeah, where you yeah. just literally just have to watch your character die because you can't do anything because you have to wait for it, the day night passage to change to like, oh, for you to get to a, to a place like a door opens or something. Yeah. And like yeah. you miss your opportunity and you end up having to wait a full day. Oh no! Yeah, I can't say yeah. much else, but yeah, I, I, just I got believe stuck. it. Yeah. I got stuck in the spot like where I literally had to wait a full day for this series of events to happen for me to walk back to where I could sleep, and I just mm. had to slowly watch myself die. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is like that, and it's yeah, you just have and to. I had just saved like three monsters. Yeah, yeah. it was annoying. <laughs> also, yeah, that, that's yeah. what happened to me uh, when I took the um, air travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing about it that kind of pissed me off is the game is just slow as fuck. Like you're, <laughs> you're, you're even slower as you like get closer to dying. Your character yeah. moves so slowly, and yeah, when you're about ready to die, you move even slower. So it's like that's why I felt like it was kind of a slog at times, where I'm like, oh my god, this so is the so nail slow. biting. The <laughs> yeah. nail biting happens when you're like wa- like hobbling really slowly towards. Oh yeah, the place that- where you can sleep, and you're just like. I hope I make it. I don't want to lose. Like I, I try to never get to that point because it's like always just the most like it's the defeating <laughs> feeling. I did. I, yeah, I did. It It happened to me a lot at the beginning. And I actually thought many times that I wasn't going to make it, but I still did. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's weird. I thought I would have died like a few screens ago because I was moving so fucking slow and, <laughs> and I didn't. So I was like, well, thank God. Okay. Well, I was like, well, maybe it's getting a little bit easier. I don't know. It's. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that maybe you just got to. You got you got to look at it as like a whole thing once you once you beat it or whatever you got to look yeah. look back and it's like a pointillism painting or some shit like that where you have to Another thing see about, it from afar to understand its greatness or whatever. Oh, I I, absolutely! Yeah. I think it's going to be. I can already say I think it's going to be on my list this year. Yeah, that's mm. I, that's what I hope because I'm confident in saying that already. I'm somewhere in between. Like in I said, I'm mid September. Yeah, I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere in between hating it and. Uh, Maybe liking it. I don't know. I'm in. The, I'm in the middle. Like I. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. It's just. It's some of it's hard. Hard to do. I, and, I and would gets, definitely yeah. put it down for a couple of days and come back to it with like. Oh yeah, fresh. no, I haven't. I mean, I haven't really been playing it like this. Okay, straight well, up a lot. I definitely. If, I took. I took a few days break from it because it was pissing me off so much the first time. So I know it is distributed yeah. by a Japanese indie company, but like, were this game to just come out straight up as an indie game, I think people would be like fawning over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, like I think people are. I mean, I think, but you know what? Yeah, I, yeah. This had come out in this modern era. Yeah. People would be like, whoa, this game's crazy. And like, I haven't mentioned it yet, but seriously, parts of this remind me of Stardew Valley. Like, the, mm-hmm. the oh, for sure. Yeah. With the townspeople, yeah. like, and the fact that, you, like Trey was saying, they have their routines and stuff, which is mm-hmm. also kind of a throwback to Majora's Mask for. Well, in Stardew Valley's case, but this was this was before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that and that's something that I try to remind myself while I'm playing. And I'm like, well, think about it this way: like Majora's Mask came out in like 2000, and this is way before Majora's Mask. So I need to give it credit because it did all and this stuff before in those all this other years, stuff. Three and, years yeah. was a huge deal. That 97 yeah. and 2000 was a huge deal in yeah. terms of how much much games changed in that time period. Yeah. Not just graphically, but like 
just the approach to gaming in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. I definitely recommend it to everybody. I'm just saying that there's just, be, just, you know, have patience. Just, just be a, <laughs> take everything with a grain of salt. You know, it's going to, it's, it's something that you have to like. And, but it, on the, but at the same side, like what you were saying, Dylan, is it can be like a walk in the park. It can be really, it can be really relaxing too. Like if you're just kind of waiting around for something to happen or just watching an interaction, it can, it can be like really, you know, it's really relaxing because you're not really, you're not really stressed about fighting anybody and that type of thing. I just, I just kind of wish that they would give you a little more freedom about yeah. just to walk everywhere. Um, I, I think that's the, that's the carrot they're dangling yeah. uh, in front of me at least. Um, I like, yeah, I guess like for my own personal recommendation, I don't know if I would call moon fun or even, <laughs> uh, particularly like it is a tedious game. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I can say that straight up, but I think with that tedium, it's also a very engaging game if you want to engage with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like, a, oh, you don't like it because you just didn't want to engage with it. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not what I'm getting at. It, it's more just kind of a, a thing of like trying to think of like the right way to phrase this because I don't want to sound like a snob. And I, you know, that's not what I'm going for. But I, I, I think like if it is your jam, it will extremely be your jam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just And I think yeah. I think this is like one of those cases where a video game is like verging on being like a piece of well, obviously all a games piece are of art, but you yeah, know yeah. what I mean like yeah. yeah. Something like an interactive more experimental, art, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where like um it's le- it leaves an impression because it's so different than everything else and mm-hmm. that's really that means a lot coming from a game from 2007 that we're just seeing for the first time like to me this is like a moment in video game history that Although I, I'm sad I had to miss it initially. I'm just like, man, this definitely is important. It feels important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. And I'm glad that – I'm so glad that it made it to the Switch. Like, it's a, it's a big deal that it's – and I'm glad. And just, like, from the from the point of just video game preservation and all that, I'm very happy that it made its way over here and it finally got a translation. And last I looked, it's, like, number 25 on the highest, most downloaded games right now on the Switch. So mm. – that's good. And that was only, that was what I was looking at, like what's only downloaded, not compared to like whatever's physical, if physical even, re- if physical even exists nowadays. I don't know. I don't know who's buying physical. Nah, cause you know, this will, game stops aren't even open, but yeah. We'll yeah. do this or someone will do it. Yeah. I'm sure of it. I'm just glad that, I'm glad that people are buying it. Like I was wondering if it would even show up in the top, whatever, but it's 25. So. I'm happy. I'm happy to see that. I'm glad that people are getting it and people are checking it out. And I think you should. I, I, I think. think, oh, I think sorry, you should. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think you should just be prepared to just be patient with it. You know, it's gonna be. It has a steep learning curve, but yeah. I, I think it has like just enough of, you know, maybe not like big names, but like cult names, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, it's being done by the person behind Tulip. I'm not sure if they also worked on Chibi Robo. They might have. I I just don't know. But uh, you know, his name's attached to it. Uh you got uh Tim Rogers who has kind of he he's steadily growing on YouTube. Um he he did the translation. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I saw translator. Yeah. yeah, I've watched I've watched his videos and he he talks on uh he's been on a on a show that's like a spawn as one of the people from uh, US Gamer has a has a podcast that he's been on that I've listened to, so that guy mm-hmm. that guy's pretty cool. And so I, I feel like, you know, for enthusiasts to like, I, I, I feel like we're kind of spread quickly just through like enthusiasts and like fans of like this kind of 
I don't want to call it underground, but, you know, kind of cult games. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, the right term, because I, I feel like I mean, other I, mediums I have that. A, I think this is a cult classic kind of game, for sure. Yeah. It's a, a, I mean, the one that I'm looking at right now, as far as the guys, uh, uh, Kenichi Nishi is the one who founded Skip Entertainment, or Skip Libanid, and, mm-hmm. and, and who was involved with uh, Chibi Robo, as, as far as the people who worked on this. Okay. So, so Kenichi, Kenichi Nishi, uh, Nishi, he was one of one of the designers. He was the one who was directly directly involved with Chibi Robo because he started he started that company, and okay. also like uh, Love was uh, yeah he helped establish Love Delic, worked on you know various others. There's uh, Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, Moon, mm-hmm. uh, Gift Pia, Chibi Robo, Captain Rainbow. Oh, Gift yeah, Pia, various uh, Mario, Mario uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star. <laughs> well, spe- spe- <laughs> special thanks. He he had a special thanks in the credits for that, so he didn't right. actually work on it. But yeah, so okay, so there there's a uh, fan ROM hack of Earthbound. The excuse me, uh, Earthbound called Hyperbound, and it's it's a completely different story. It has nothing to do with the story of Earthbound. Mm-hmm. But you play as an amnesiac who has to travel the world to find mementos. And those mementos are key items that will allow you to help regain your memory. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have been the only time I ever completed a ROM hack or, you know, otherwise in the span of a night. But it kind of had that similar feeling of there's no combat, uh, just explore, talk to people meet people and find how these places are special to you. And if that sounds cool to you, Moon has that in spades. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I think it's definitely good. Um, is there any f- final things you guys wanted to say? I feel like we've been talking for I'm a pretty while. sure that was it. I, I wanted to get like my period in there. So sure. there we go. <laughs> I feel like we've definitely been talking about Moon for a while, and I think we should uh, probably wrap it up soon. But mm-hmm. is there anything else you guys wanted to say more about it? I feel like I've said pretty much anything I can say. About Moon. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great game, and in spite, if you have any sort of hesitance to play it because it's an older game, don't let that stop you, because it's still the closest analog would probably be Undertale, which, mm-hmm. according to what I've read, uh, Toby Fox never actually had played this game. He was just more inspired by... Inspired by the idea. What he <laughs> had, yeah, the idea of it. So, I mean, if you like Undertale... It sounds lame, but like if you like Undertale, check you gotta check this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, I heard on another podcast that uh, one of the developers of Moon probably could have been the guy from uh, Chibi Robo, but said his biggest regret was uh, what was the stamina was was the whole thing really? <laughs> where, you, where you could die in the game, and I and I think that's pretty great. That I was like, oh yeah, well, that's the one thing that I kind of my least favorite thing from the game too is is that. Is that whole like hill, you know, that you have to get over to explore things. But I understand it was a time where they felt like they needed to gamify something extra. And they're like, you have to be able to fail in some way and get a game over. So here it is. So did we, did we help uh, persuade you any more in your interest of, in Moon, John, from all, all the talk here? I tried not, I tried not oh, to, yeah, yeah. I tried not to yeah. be very uh, spoilery about it. We haven't really said like exactly what happens. I just want to give an idea to everyone. Let's yeah, see. no, I'm set on getting it at some point. Yeah, just. Maybe in a month or two. It's definitely worth it. I think you would very much enjoy it. But yeah, um, I think that's. I think we can call it for for this episode this week. Uh, Dylan, tell everyone where they can find you again on. The, um, on the yeah, interwebs. if you want to find me personally uh, as myself, you can find me on Twitter at the Dilla. That is T H A underscore D I L A. 
Um, if you want to find the show I do with my friend Chris, you can find us on uh, Backstage Gaming. Uh, our Twitter handle is at BSG underscore cast. We have a website, www.bsgpod.com. Um, and then you can also find us on Facebook. And, you know, we are actors who also like video games. So we try to approach the storytelling of video games from a, you know, from what we learned studying theater. Um, and if that sounds cool to you, uh, yeah, give us a visit. Yeah, you guys, you guys have good stuff. Well, we actually, we right. met you, Jeremy and I met you originally because you did a live show with us, like one of, one of yeah. the two live shows that we ever did at the Beat Kitchen. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and then also, you know, I've listened to you guys' podcast and you, you do a lot of cool stuff. I think one of my, I think one of my favorite episodes was the one where you basically talked about like game reviews and you just mm-hmm. like read, you like read parts parts of the game, but you didn't game review, but you didn't know what the game was. Yeah, and you were trying to figure out like it was great. Like that episode was amazing. Like I, I totally laughed. <laughs> I laughed at it, and I thought it was funny. So yeah, everybody check right, that thank out. You. Who's listening? Yeah, it was you. It, yeah, you were trying to guess like what well, you guys were trying to guess like what the number, what the score number was. Yeah, yeah. Based on just like the final uh, paragraph of the review or whatever, and it's like yep. Yeah, some you can never really tell. Like some of them are like, "Oh, you think you might hate it," but no, it's like, yeah, it, it was good. It was a good episode. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. And we all, and of course, you know, we you guys have been on the show before. You can find that on our stuff. And whenever I, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, I will post, I will tag them their Twitter site as well, so you can find them through that and give them a follow and all that stuff. And if you want to find more of our stuff, you can go to uh, Nintendo Main Podcast, uh, or you can go to NintendoMainPodcast.com. Or uh, you can email us at nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also email us through the pod, through the website and all that, which people have done. Um, if you want to, you know, want to want to see any of the Twitch stuff, twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast, youtube.com slash nintendomainpodcast. We have that. Uh, the Twitter is nintendo underscore domain is my, is my Twitter and Jeremy's is jmaxtech. You can, you can check that out. Also, I have a, I have another show called How Is It Now that my wife have been doing. My wife and I have been doing. It's a show about older Oscar winning movies, and we talk about how they are now. We just put up an episode about The Dark Knight, which I worked a few days on as a production assistant. So I talk all about my stories of uh, various stuff that happened while I was there. So oh yeah, that sounds wanna, exciting. If you want to hear all that stuff, you can hear that there. And also, if you want to support the show, uh, go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast if you give us a dollar you can hear all of our bonus shows uh there'll be an episode up soon about the game genie one probably won't be up when this is posting but it'll be up in the next couple days and also i'm adding an extra thing to the five dollar tier i'm going to start dropping the video version of our podcast completely unedited and it'll be out it'll be out a day before the edited version so if you give us five dollars a month you can check that out so and that'll be for the expansion pack stuff and for the regular show so yeah you can check out everything unedited and see our beautiful faces and all that stuff if that's what you're into but we have been your hosts i'm trey johnson i'm jerry mikowski john knitter and special guest i'm dylan and uh, thanks again for coming on here, Dylan. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on here. It's, yeah, thank, yeah you thank you for inviting me. Um, it awesome is almost 3 a.m., but I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week. See you.
just the drive-in theater out on Route 61, and all they show is them diddly daddly pictures, and they're all rated X. M O O M. That spells X.